0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL and all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes, and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! All right, welcome in to episode thirteen of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going to take a deep dive into everything that happened and occurred in Week Twelve. With me, as always, is my co-host Jared. How you doing, bud? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: <laughs> gobble, gobble,
0: gobble,
1: gobble. <laughs> uh, it, was it
2: was. It was pretty good up until about two minutes ago. Oh, so, tell me. Yeah, so so we just we just everybody kind of knows we always kind of do the, the interview with the guest GM prior, and then you and I come in and we kind of do everything else. Mm -hmm. We add it in later. So all the time we always get done with the interview, we go get another beer, potty break, come in and do everything. So I'm at my parents' house in Sanford. I was kind of nervous that I want to be able to have like reception to be able to do this at first because I'm up in my dad's office right now. Um, It's kind of nice too though because Morgan had to go to up to Raleigh to go work. So I don't have to hear her judging me about Black having, to do a, having to do another podcast. Um, and so I go downstairs literally five minutes ago. It's 1030 at night right now. And I go downstairs. My parents have a fridge in the the garage and I go to go get an IPA to restock. My parents are asleep in bed. The security system is on. I have no idea what the passcode is. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zero clue. Just so waking
0: I, up all sorts of people and kids. This is so
2: I, so I open up the fridge in the in the kitchen, and there's a tall boy Bud Light. So I'm just drinking Bud Lights right now.
1: Hey, Sober, man, that's so, okay.
2: Sobering up.
0: Well, so. let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm three sheets to the wing because I've been punishing – Jim being black and uh, Coke zero slash ginger ale switching between the two pretty much all day. I did go to Bud lights uh, after about four or five, just to kind of even everything out. Right. When'd you, you start to really get too him? Uh, bears game. So okay. oh, yeah, yeah, actually yeah. poured my first drink at, at noon. You had to wait till noon. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so fuck you, Matt Ryan for throwing a pick to a, 400-pound lineman that and just body just slammed got him to the door. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good God. Thanks for playing. All right. That means I'll probably lose this week. All right. We can end this podcast. Um, no, but seriously, had a great uh, Thanksgiving. I poured myself another Jim Beam. I actually have a celebratory stogie going right now, as most of you know. I uh, had a nice little hole in one yesterday Very to, nice. Uh, first one ever felt really good about it. Um, never thought it would have happened. And uh, the shittiest part about it, if you can believe that there is a shitty part about it is I'm really upset that it didn't occur without my buddies around. Cause that I think would have been so much more enjoyable the guys that I was playing with, two members at Springfield Golf Club, good guys. But uh, for those of you that don't know or haven't played Springfield, they don't have a liquor license. They only have a beer license. And these guys, I said, hey, you know, they were going to go play another nine afterwards. I'm like, hey, let's go in, have a drink. Uh, let's do a shot or something, at least some sort of celebratory thing. And they're like, oh, they don't serve liquor there. I'm like, well. At least let's have a beer, they're like, ah, we're gonna go play another night. I'm like, Well, can I buy you a six pack? They're like, ah, don't worry about it. So I didn't have to spend any money on this hole in one. And as tradition, the guy that makes the hole in one has to buy, you know, round a round of drinks for everyone who's playing with. And I actually walked into the bar and nobody was there. So it was the most like anti climatic hole in one experience that I ever thought I would ever have. So it was awesome that I had it, but I have much would have rather been around my buddies because I would have had so much more fun.
2: Can you imagine hitting a hole in one three years ago, draft weekend at the beach? Oh my God. I mean, we were, we, we all would have lost our shit. We would have went. We'd have jumped in the canal slicing our legs open from the. Just the, on oyster shells. Yeah. Oh, my Someone, God. There was I definitely
0: an ER visit involved in that if that would occur. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. It does happen one year. It, it was an awesome feeling. I don't know if anyone else has done it. I uh, totally didn't expect it. I couldn't see it. It was blind, blind shot. So walked up to it. So. Real cool experience, and then uh tap it off and get, on and get to spend some time with the family during Thanksgiving. So pretty awesome. So
2: good deal, man. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Are you uh, so, you ready
0: to get this thing rolling? Got
1: yeah. Yeah. Let's do. It.
0: Yeah. Let's do this. Hi, right, buddy. Let's go. All right. It's time for the weekly Rapid Fire Recap. All right, welcome into episode 13. And we are getting into the Rapid Fire Recap for week 12. Jared, get us started. Who you got? All right. First up, we got Brian versus Brooks. 11.
2: No, not the baseball number that should be retired at Lee County. (laughs) Hint, hint, Brooks A-slip. But rather the difference in points on Thursday night between Will Fuller for Brooks versus both Hilton and Duke Johnson combined. Speaking of Dukey, that's what the rest of Brian's team did. He waved the white flag early and didn't even play a tight end. Brooks easily wins. He easily wins to make an interesting push for six wild card spot while holding off others for the romper, mm. Brian takes uh, the L. Brooks takes the win
0: and moves on. All right. Well, we had the uh, the brother in law matchup here. Baby got Dak Bradley uh, moving to seven and five versus Cooper Trooper myself dropping down to seven and five. Closest game of the week, a difference of only two point two five points. Uh, Piz guessed right. Um, He guessed right in choosing a quarterback It seems like we always talked about his quarterback And who he was going to choose Between uh, Breeze and Dak And he chose right this past week Choosing Breeze 26.94 points Dak only scored 9 points And uh, Breeze and fucking Jared Cook Got together And uh, they got together quite a bit 6 for 99 yards And one touchdown at 18 points Now, to the what the fucks of this game and the ifs of this game. Well, if I pick Gerald Everett instead of fucking Cameron Brait, who scored zero fucking points, I win. If I play Latavius Murray instead of fucking David Montgomery, I win. If fucking Matt Ryan scores 14 points, not 11, but even just fucking 14 points, I win. But, Jared, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, doesn't fucking matter. Bottom line, I lost. Nonetheless, I said, I still clinched a playoff spot.
2: I said a couple weeks ago, I said a couple weeks ago that this is not the what if season. We're going to try to turn to it, but we got to avoid that what yeah. if season. Awful. All right. Next up, we have Mike versus Pittman. 80% – no, not the number of live drafts Pittman has missed, <laughs> but rather but rather the percentage of Pittman's starting lineup scoring under seven points. Oh, my God. Whammy. 80% of his lineup scored under seven points. Half of Mike's team – Combined for 22 points, and he still throttles Pittman's team by 32. <laughs> it's crazy. The ugliest win, ugliest matchup, ugly, ugly, ugly. Mike will take it. Big win for Mike to stay afloat to avoid the romper, and he's facing Brooks this week. Battle at the bottom. Winner feels really relieved. Loser, ugh, it's going to feel a little, a little heating, all right, Next I got up. all
0: day Devontae, Rusty 6-6 six and six versus Horseshoe Collector and Johnny 5-7, and second-closest game of the week. This was a six-point differential here. But who would have thought that this, this game come down to John choosing the right defense? And every one of us GMs would have chosen the Bears in this circumstance. The Bears was playing the Giants. And Philly was playing Seattle. However, they got to play the games, right? Philly scores 12 points. Bears only score five against fucking the Giants. And Johnny plays Philly. Or excuse me, if Johnny plays Philly, he wins. Other than that, there was a lot of mediocrity in this game, even between Rodgers and Wilson, who both failed to score 13 points, which is basically unheard of. Uh, but they did match up big players, Landry and Fournette. Both scored 30 points, which is awesome for both of them. And both teams now have to score points, points, points to fill the final two playoff spots. We'll see which one scores the most. All right, ruling it up at the
2: end. We had Jared versus Chaz. Zero. No, Not just the number of times the ball hit the dirt on its way to Chaz's glove in the state championship winning double play throw from yours truly. (laughs) He did not skip it. He caught it in the air. But rather, I'm giving Chaz zero credit in winning this matchup. He got lucky. My players faced tough matchups. They didn't get in the end zone. And I will not concede to being inferior to him. Zero chance.
0: (laughs) I just – all right, so – a phenomenal recap, I think, by both of us. You definitely better than me. I just I gotta say this on behalf of all the GMs. The creativity that you come up with on a weekend week out basis around rapid fire recap and these numbers is unparalleled to anything I've ever been a part of. So I just wanna give you a nice Appreciate little it. nice little golf clap. Very good job. Cause I, I just Appreciate don't it. have that creativity. Okay. I get right down to it. I get did deep down to it but you got this creativity that i think the gms just they can't wait for the next week to hear what you got to say about this stuff so it's kudos to you 13 weeks strong we'll give you uh, i guess 11 weeks in there because you missed a couple but i mean that's just it
2: kind of just happened like week week two or something like that it just kind of happened and then i just kind of ran with it just kind of became the bit and i think i nailed it. the amount of time at least two two times at least two times I absolutely nailed it with the nine for Brad showing up at Dick 40. <laughs> that was that really was good. The and then, and then the other one was, is one with the style of Brooks's hair for the, <laughs> for his entire life. I thought I nailed it for those two. And who would have thought though? like looking at the GM now, like all the league, everybody's like, <laughs> kind of jealous of brooks's
0: hair <laughs> nobody would have ever thought it but we're all like yeah, he's kind of got a nice little head yeah of hair he's got though. some good lettuce up there he doesn't have to change it for <laughs> 38 years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i appreciate it i appreciate so, well it well done I, it, I try. well done all right that'll do it for uh the week 13 rapid fire recap It's time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome in to Good, Bad, Ugly, Week 13 edition. I'm going to start us off here and get going with the good. I got two. I don't plan on spending a lot of time, but my first good is Chaz's team. Here's how his team rolls. 38 points, 29.8 points, 28 points, 21 points, and a lot of other good points. He's a good squad. It's going to be tough to beat him. My other good, Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving football. Nothing goes better than football and Thanksgiving food. And today is a great day because we get to eat a lot of food, drink a lot of beer, and watch three football games, one that's currently going on. And we get to stuff our w- face with some fucking pumpkin pie or pumpkin cheesecake or pumpkin whatever the fuck you want. It's phenomenal day. I love this day. That's my good.
2: I'm not even gonna lie. We ate. We we ate about two o'clock, and I had a big plate and half another plate, and I didn't eat dinner. There's a strong chance that after we end this, I go back down there about eleven thirty at night, and I might whip up a little plate. Might whip up. A might little. as well little thanksgiving sandwich little add everything in there so, but 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 yeah it's a good one especially for you man the um bears pulling one out pulled late, it off I, you might be but you, are you are you i mean are you like the panthers now panthers fans are kind of like yeah i mean be competitive
0: but lose at one point
1: let's, today let's get up
2: let's let's get a. Let's get a better draft spot.
0: At one point today when I think the Lions were up like 14 to 7 or 17 to 7 or something like that, I turned to my father-in-law Chris and I said, "I hope they lose 38 to 7. I hope they just get throttled because Mitch was playing like utter trash and what happens? He plays like a mediocre mediocre quarterback and they end up winning the game and then like my mother-in-law Patty, she's like, "Well, Joe, you got to be happy. I mean, they 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 won the game. They won twenty-four to twenty. I'm like, Patty, the Lions are like two and eight and one. They're they're horrible. That's great that they can beat fucking the Lions. Here's another thing. I had a great line. So so they started driving in like the second half sometime, and Patty's like Patty goes, Joe, look at that great throw he just made. And I turn to her, everyone's sitting around, I go, Patty you don't get extra credit in life for not doing drugs. (laughs) She goes, she goes, what do you mean? I go, those are quarterback throws. If you're a professional quarterback in the league, you have to make those throws. You don't get extra credit in life for not doing drugs. That's expected. (laughs) You shouldn't see her face. She was so confused. She didn't know what the hell was going on. Anyways, anyways, Let's move it. Let's Very move nice. it.
2: Very nice. Very um, nice. I did play my Fanduel Thursday play. I did play Trubisky as my quarterback on purpose. I mean, so, this
0: was his first game yeah. that he scored over, or that he's had three hundred yards or more in sixteen games. This was his first yeah. one. I,
2: I, I stacked Trubisky and Anthony Miller. Wow,
0: that's a good stack.
2: So. So uh so, so I went there in order to be able to get I went there in order to be able to get the other people the And I wanted Matt Ryan can sit any, on a that,
0: fucking eighteen inch cock because you just threw another fucking interception.
2: Yeah, Fuck. I man. went right to a guy too. God, I think I just peeled off. Um my good is let's zone it back in. Positivity, Joey. You already kinda talked about it a little bit, but my good's gonna be you, man. The hole in one? Thank you. A hole in one. That's that's really good. I think we have. I think another GM actually uh, um, had a question about it. Are you able to play that? Yeah, now? I can get to it. Just give me one
0: sec. Yeah, here. they.
2: I think they had a little. Uh, they they called in and had a little message
0: yeah. and had a wanted to ask you about. We got that. a little voicemail in from a GM, so let me go ahead and play it, and uh, we'll get a response for him.
2: Yeah, but I had this as my good and. I had some follow-up, but I think is, his question was a lot
0: better than my question. All right, let's hear it. So this is a message for the GM, Joe. Uh, got a question
2: for you. Which one was more satisfying, your hole-in-one from 150
0: yards out or the day that you got married? Think about it, long and hard. Which one was more rewarding? Which one have you put more time and
2: effort into so uh, just think about it. Let us know, man. Congratulations
0: on your on your uh, hole in one. So a uh, solid question there from GM Eric Pittman. And
2: do you think that was from the patrol car? You think 100%. It was the patrol percent. When
0: he one hundred percent, that's from the patrol car. Um. So let's see here. He said a couple things here. First, he said, "What was more satisfying?" Okay. And then he, in, in, his, in his same question, he said, what did you spend more time with? And so I'm going to answer it that way. So I have spent countless hours on the range working on my swing. And Brad and John can attest to this. I change my swing like every other week to try and get better. And I'm always trying to to work on things so that I can get better with golf. I don't feel like I had to do that with Christy. I'm just myself. And if she liked it, take it or leave it, this is who I am. So to answer his question in that regard, it was much more satisfying because I spent a lot more time and effort into the hole-in-one, which I never would have thought in a thousand years I was ever going to get. And I always expected that I was going to marry Christy. So that was not in doubt. But with the hole in one, I never expected to get it. So the time and effort that I put into that, 100% hole in one action there. That's how I'd answer that one. Nice. Good deal. All right, let's go to, uh, let's see here. Bad, my bad, oh, came from the GM that decided to, Throw in that voicemail, and that's Pittman's game. So let me get over to the old Pittman's game, and uh, let's see here. Uh, Pittman, eight players scored. Jared, could you guess how many points would you guess that eight players out of the ten scored on Pittman's team? If you had to guess. Third. 30? Uh, Uh, 27.6. Eight players, 27.6. How many did DJ Moore score? 28.4. Wow. (laughs) So he scored eight. Eight guys scored 27.6, and he had two guys score 20-plus, one being DJ Moore, and the other one was his quarterbacks. Um, I knew he was going to lose or excuse me, Pittman knew he was going to lose. And this is something that I hate about this league that I've I've noticed a lot of GMs are doing. He knew he was going to lose, so he didn't even change out his kicker, Harrison Bucker. He just left him in there, and he got a 0.00 because he knew he wasn't going to lose, which is pretty shitty, but whatever. I thought that was Bush. He don't have any more moves. Oh well Right. He was out then. Of you moves. shouldn't didn't well, have you shouldn't moves. be incompetent enough to realize <laughs> that a few weeks from now that I'm had, not he, I'm gonna have a kicker on a bye. I need to pick up a kicker so I can replace him.
2: Oh maybe he did he he had one more move and he he saved it for Kirk Cousins this week. So he didn't want to – his whole thing was – because we interviewed him last week and he said he was going to wait and see if it was close before wasting his last spot on a kicker if he, if he needed the win. And I guess he saw that it wasn't close, which it wasn't.
0: Yeah, but he and, needs the win so he, more than anything.
2: But it wasn't close. Like he wasn't – like changing out the kicker wasn't
0: going to help him All win. Right, so him grabbing Cousins is going to help him get where next week? He, he
2: he feels like he has a better chance to win this week with Cousins versus being way down and just throwing in a random kicker at either the 4 o'clock or Sunday night or Monday night game to chase something that he wasn't
0: going to win. And when he wins, if he wins this week and goes to 6-7, and seven, he gets what? I mean, no. Okay, so it means nothing.
2: I mean, right, well, I mean, if he gets the win, he avoids the romper, potentially, but, I mean, that's...
0: But I think it's safe to say, even if he did lose and Slip ended up winning, he's still got enough points to where he should feel comfortable unless he loses by, unless he scores, like, 70 Uh, and Slip scores, you know, 160. Then, yeah. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Him. I got him flip-flopped. Yeah. I got him flip-flopped. So, yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's, he's he's he's
2: way behind in points. Yeah. So. Okay. I see so, that. But, yeah. All right. My bad is going to go to Joey Sly, the kicker for the Panthers. Did you watch this game?
0: I did not because the Bears were playing at the same time.
2: Okay. So they were marching. They got the ball, and the pan like Panthers or like Panthers fans are like, okay, we see man. If we can, all right, we're kind of hanging with the Saints. If we can knock off the Saints, and we're kind of back in, like, a, maybe we can like make a push here to make the playoffs. And they get it, and they the most bogus pass interference call on a challenge for the Panthers. In the Superdome, which was hilarious, and we get the ball again, and Joey Sly pushes like a 29-yard field goal. <laughs> Game's tied, he pushes a 29-yard field goal, misses it. Breeze gets the ball with like a minute and a half, and just marches right down the field, and they kick like a 25-yard field goal. He does game. what Breeze does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does what Breeze does. You know, like you knew it was over. When he missed the kick, you knew it was over.
0: Well, if there's one thing so that Joey I always about, about bad kickers is, is yeah. the Bears yeah. and their kickers. But
2: awful. yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh,
2: Joey, he pushed this. Like it was like a 28 yard field goal. And he pushed it. I don't it even bad. know
0: how a professional an, it was, kicker could it was push an extra point. A 28, anything within 30 yards, if you miss that kick as a professional kicker, you should have to owe money to every other player on that team. So it's so short. They brought, it's they,
2: stupid. Panthers. Panthers brought in a kicker this week to quote unquote challenge him to compete. That's just the inevitable is about to happen with the Panthers. They're just everything is just going to fall Temper's apart. Tepper's about to put so a nuclear bad,
0: bomb into that into that team. Yeah, and just I think explode I think so. everything. And I don't know how I feel
2: about it because I do – I think Rivera, is, outside of just his, like, clock management and some decisions he makes, I think he can be a good coach. I think the players still play for him, which is big. But, I mean, the – yeah, Tepper. I, th- I think he's going to want to try to do it his way now. I think this was the season and the reason that he wanted to – tries to do it his way and he's going to blow well, it I'm all up. i mean, ask
0: yourself this so, – what do you want in a coach? Do you want a coach that can win back-to-back years? I mean, okay. yeah, has Rivera done that?
2: Uh I no. Thanks. So. I mean, I think he no, cuz they've always flip-flop
0: where the under 500 over 500. They've never had We'll so see how this year seasons. They're nothing more than mediocrity yeah. outside of the one Super Bowl season. Now, I will say this. Well, two, two Super Bowl seasons. Well, Home doesn't count because Rivera wasn't there. I'm saying yeah. recently. So. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but it's just, I don't know.
2: But there's also, the one defense I'll have for Rivera is if you fire a guy and he's going to be hired by somebody within like a week, is it smart to fire the guy? Well, you guys you know,
0: fired John Fox. Did you agree to that or no? Yeah, he was terrible. Okay, guy. well, he got and picked up lapped. by the Bears. A week later, he went to the Broncos first, didn't he? I don't fucking know, but he got picked up. <laughs> I know the I know he went Broncos. The Bears, the Bears, and, and
2: then the Bears and after the Bears, everybody. Everybody was like, "Yeah, this guy's not good." And the Bears, oh were like, well, take hey, hold my beer. Oh, no. hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, we'll hold, hold him hold my right.
0: beer. We'll hold we'll we'll my beer. This washed up coach that only likes to run with a gunslinging quarterback. Yeah, that'll, that'll be great. That'll uh, work just fine. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that's 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 my bad guy. Okay. All right, my ugly. I'll get to it. Ah, this is a PA announcement. Every person doing fucking Black Thursday slash Friday shopping. 80% of these cretins have issues, okay? People stealing toys from 5-year-old kids, knocking over elderly people, fucking punching and fighting over some bullshit transgender can or Barbie doll. These fucking Jesus. idiots. I cannot stand this. I once I went I went 6 years ago to a Black Friday event, stood in line for like two hours before the store fucking open just to buy a, a TV to save a couple hundred bucks. I will never go again. My sanity to staying at home and ordering something online is way, way more important than sitting in line with a bunch of cretins fighting over fucking transgender Ken dolls. It's, it's absurd. I wanna know what your thoughts are on this Black Friday thing, considering you have a wife that's gotta deal with this stuff on a consistent basis. And what is your craziest Black Friday story? If you got one. Um, so While you're it taking is currently
2: tent. Yeah, could you <laughs> yeah, hear that? I could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hit it where it wasn't hitting the water. So but I thought I thought I had it. My bad. Um, so it is currently 10:58 at night and my wife is still in the store. So the mall and the store she's at in Raleigh, the mall, I think closes at midnight. So she's going to be there for another hour with shoppers there. Maybe it's just so, stupid. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I went last year, two years ago or something on black Friday, just to kind of go see her and give her support. And I couldn't find a parking spot and I called her and I was like, I'm not, I'm going back home. Sorry. Good luck.
0: It's absurd.
2: I mean, I'm with you. It's not to me. I'm going to support it. I'm going to push all the girls to go to one place. But other than that, yeah,
0: I'm with you. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's my ugly. It's stupid.
2: All right. So my ugly. And I've been kind of dreading this this portion of the the, the podcast for um, about two days. Oh, Matt night, Ryan, so. fuck
0: you, fumble. M- you fucking cunt. You fucking piece of shit yeah. quarterback. Thought he was yeah. fucking Solo Lamar co- Jackson for 30 seconds and decided to get hit and fumble the fucking ball. What a goddamn piece of yeah. shit. Sorry.
2: Just give it to Kamara and let him run it in, right? So my ugly is going to be not recording draft night changes, which in this situation is in regards to division and ties and what happens. Because so we're going to
0: do this right now, huh?
2: We're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, when are we going to do it? it? Marked out. Let's it?
0: get divisional portion, but well, let's, let's, let's do it. No,
2: well, let's push it. We'll push the divisional. Okay. Let's go ahead and we'll, we'll go ahead and, Pause, and we'll go to the divisional and romper race, and we'll start off to the romper. This is one of those teases that they do on the radio, right? It's a Stick good around. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that you do that. We need we need to tease that because this is going to be a big topic. So, all right. So that's your ugly. We'll get to that one. So that'll do it for uh, week thirteen of Good, Bad, and Ugly. What do you say we interview you? Uh, all right. Yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand up. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes?
2: Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shot out of a can. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta
0: fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. Welcome in to this week's interview. Tonight, we have a, uh, a special guest, uh, the final GM. We've come down to uh, the conclusion of all of our interviews of all the GMs. And with us tonight, uh, we have a very special guest, none other than uh, the other Norton. He would like to say the better Norton. Uh, he would like to say the Norton with the only title. Uh, I like to call him Mike. That's just me. But uh, welcome to the uh, Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football
1: Podcast, Michael Norton. How you doing, bud? What's up, boys? I am the only Norton with the belt there, Joey.
2: <laughs> Ooh. And you, and you might blows be.
0: already. I know. And you also might be the only Norton potentially, potentially keyword with or has that has won the romper. So I uh, got that to look forward to, which is also nice.
1: Joey, that 10-win that loss streak you had didn't get you the romper? Oh, we didn't have the rule. It,
0: we yeah. did not have that rule that specific oh. year. So He waited. No.
2: Joey, Joey waited. Joey's the one that introduced the romper rule, and he waited until the year after yeah. to introduce. He's been sitting on that for three years. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, I, I feel like I'm going to finish last. This, this is the year where that 4-9 is actually going to be last. And – then he brought up the romper the next year.
1: The the little reactionary rule. I feel like we got those around here.
0: Well, the wife oh, yeah. was whoa, oh,
1: yeah. whoa, just <laughs> just firing off grenades off the
0: top of the interview, <laughs> huh?
2: Hey, whoa, 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 are... whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's my question.
2: What? Give, give us the backstory on this uh, happy pussy day.
1: Yeah, I mean, Caleb. Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> walk upstairs laying on the couch and um with mom and dad are in the kitchen casey's beside me and uh everybody's getting ready to eat breakfast and caleb just runs up and gives me a hug says guess what dad is happy pussy day <laughs> i look at my wife and she looks back <laughs> at me and i'm just like yes son it is <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to go and so- correct the kid
2: so, you looked huh. at your wife. What what was that look? It was like, the, huh? you heard him, right? <laughs>
1: he called it, not me. So Yeah, yeah I don't make these days up. These are obviously nationally recognized days, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: this is, if a
1: four-year-old says it, it has to be true. It's yeah, this
2: is true. this is on the Google calendar. Look it up. Yeah. Put it on there. <laughs> exactly. So,
0: what was it? What day did this actually occur? Because I'm actually going to write it down and put a notation in my calendar right? to repeat. I think
1: it was. I think it was yesterday. I mean, Joe, if you get a day for your record, we get a day for Happy Pussy Day. So. Happy yeah. Pussy. Eleven. Eleven
0: twenty-seven. Eleven twenty-seven. Happy making notes. Happy Pussy Day.
1: Yeah. Which uh, which
0: sun was this, by the way? This is Caleb, the four year old. <laughs> wow. He's got a bright future. I can feel it. He,
1: he does. He's he's already got ladies that just that just are giving them the eyes at the uh, Thanksgiving feast we went to. Um <laughs> little Ellie was just creeping them out. So he's Are they uh, related? No.
2: Not Ooh, related. even better. Okay. Okay, because most Thanksgiving feasts are (laughs) family-related. That's a little weird. uh, It
1: was was, was for his preschool. preschool. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There you go. There you go. Yeah,
2: yeah, I got it. Um, Big big game. Big game
1: Saturday. Who's going to win, state or Carolina? I don't know if you heard my intro, but it was Giovanni Bernard taking it to the house, Jared. Um, (laughs) Remember (laughs) that day? You, um, and you know I what's funny about
2: it? You know what's funny about that day is that was the day that uh some people were trying to set me up with Morgan to go to that game and to meet her for the first time. And I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going <laughs> to a state Carolina game at Carolina. I got a bad feeling. I'm going to watch it at home. Thank God that I stayed at home and watch that although i was i was um in keenan for the the ta play where he got in and they said that he didn't but he got in t.a mcclendon
1: uh, t.a mcclendon the, the he whatever in. happened fumble? to
0: him he's an
1: albemarle boy i mean
2: he? He, he's back in albemarle with like four kids
1: he had That's a state record for points for a while yeah i was i was on the field when we uh we made him fumble at the half yard line and and oh, he he was in. Took him back, and we won the game. He was not. I actually have that picture hanging on my wall, um, <laughs> and I'm sent. I, I and I posted it on Facebook, and all the guys in the picture sent me a note. So I'm mailing it to them because uh, they're all excited about it. So
2: I want to see this picture because I was there. I was in the stadium. I was on the seven yard line, and I saw it with my own eyes. He was in, <laughs> but he
1: wasn't, and we won the game.
2: So well. On the, mm. the 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 record book says that he was not in. I'll give you that, but it's a, still a win in my book. So what's going to happen this weekend? You think Carolina punt return to win the game magically?
1: No, it's not going to take that. Y'all got like fourteen starters not in. They're terrible. NC State. they're
2: ter- they're terrible this year.
1: I don't know if I've ever been good, but. You're terrible
2: this uh, year. Well, I mean, that's, Y'all want to talk about the,
1: the, the real North Carolina
0: football team in App State, or do we just want to talk about these little little uh, brother and sister fights?
1: Go ahead, Joe. Y'all deserved it. Y'all deserved yeah. it this
0: year. We're the Those best damn team in in the state right now. You, call, is, you call so need, it need to be recognized.
2: In, you call UNC in a transition year. Uh, all right. Tell yep. me
0: about you, USC then. Well, they're, they're not still. in our state. They're in so? South Carolina, Joe. Yeah, they're still, in South Carolina. I get, yeah, I get it, but they're still the SEC. They're also terrible. Whatever. There's, you feel good what, about your we're win, ranked Jeff. twenty-four. I'm
1: good too.
0: Pretty damn. Hey, while we're on football, um, you know your UNC football bio kind of reads like the cur- current Democratic impeachment query. There's a whole lot of nothing involved in it. Yeah. And uh, it typically, I, I think it said that you were a walk-on kicker, then you changed to a cornerback, then to a wide receiver. How exactly? How bad does a a, a college football team have to be to have a walk-on kicker change to a wide receiver slash
1: quarter, cornerback? I mean, if you look at our record, we were pretty bad. I mean, that's the only way that I got to see the field is we were that bad. Um, I was really fast though, Jared. You 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 saw it in true. the football tournament. Very true. Um. So what? Right what was your forty time? I think all the GMs would uh, like to know that.
0: A four three six. Damn, that is pretty quick.
2: He's fast as hell. Hands like a deer, though. Yeah, I mean, I could He's beat got the ball up. for hands. <laughs> hence, hence why he was cornerback first. <laughs> How many games played, did you uh, get
1: in the mix at? Enough to her. Um, I don't even know I what think, that means. I think you had a clock like 80-something plays a year to letter and a letter my junior, senior year. Nice. So, See, at App State, um, it didn't matter. Like, it,
0: it, if you lettered, they didn't App give State. you a Letterman's jacket. So, like, I played all the games. I still didn't receive any sort of Letterman jacket because our coach hated me. So Well, JV oh, school don't, don't get letter. Letterman
1: jackets. Did, did, did anybody get a Letterman Pittman jacket? got one. Yeah, Pittman got one, and then he lost it. <laughs> I
0: think he
2: I think he might have made that for himself. But
1: Pitt, Pittman has Pittman has lost a lot. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh speaking of losing a lot, how pissed are you at the Cincinnati Bengals this year?
1: Joe is actually. I mean, he started off bad, but he's he's picked it up. I mean, i He's
0: ended up bad too. What do you mean? He's, has he has he, he done well this he, year?
1: No, he had a couple of like 15, 16 games. I'd say the worst my worst pickup, I I would say would be Zeke that I'm most disappointed in. I was going to say where did it go wrong for you this year? Was it Zeke? I th- I mean it, it, I don't think yeah. I would still make the pick. Um but it's just that he hadn't had any like blowout games. Right. Had some bad games. Um I got I got a little middle of the road guys in the mix. So um not terribly upset about where I'm at, but a lot of it's luck. And um I had a lot of points scored against me.
0: What what sort of decision that you've made through throughout the year? Two different uh two different areas here. So what sort of decision are you most happy with that you made, but also are you least happiest that you made?
1: Um most happy up I'd like all my waiver pickups. Um I think I got a a bit of a raw deal when the guy out of Seattle got hurt, Disley. Disley. Great pickup. That was a um, solid pickup there. True. And like Pittsburgh's been crushing it, picked them up for for a D. Terry McLaurin sneak yeah. cream hunt um, I think my, my, my waiver wires have been strong I think um, if I had to argue anything in terms of worse decision outside of Zeke which again they, there's no predicting that um, it would probably be fighting the whole whole feelings decision for uh, for the draft I feel like we we've went from a, a league that Makes a rule and everybody has a few drinks and says, "Let's put it in that year." So nothing's worked out. To... What
0: rule are you talking about right now? I was I
1: feel like all, all of that. them this year. So all, all, if you look back at the draft, I think all of them were, "Hey, let's let's vote for this rule." It's so a yes. I vote for it to move in this this year. Then it's a yes, and nothing's worked out about the rule. There's one god awful so, rule that is we got to well, wait another Well, what rule are you talking
2: about
0: so,
1: right so, now? Well, oh, I was going to say so, it's been
2: 14 so, weeks since draft day. So, you still hate the wins versus points?
1: No, I think. I mean, I think it uh, has. I certainly think it has its place. But I think if you work it out a year, I don't think Rusty's pissed about saying how, how are we determining head-to-heads, et cetera. Because, um, Jared, to 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 your point, you had the most points scored against you last year you have the most points squared against you this year, right? So, so right. I think it's a valid, valid argument. But you have a year to work out the kinks, and I think the last, what, two years, three years, every rule that's been voted upon is enacted that year. When that's true. the rule is it waits a year. So I wish I'd have, I'd have stood up a bit more um, for the okay. league just to say, hey, guys, we're – we're being soft here, and I, I I pulled Johnny and told him at Pelican's Perch, and uh, I think we're all too deep there, but saying, hey, let's wait a year and figure this thing out. So we just make a bu- bunch of rules and put them in that year. And that's so, one of the things I most respected about the league when I came into it. I mean, can we start, like
2: – I I honestly think if we keep doing these live things and if we're, any rule changes come up, somebody's got to video this shit. <laughs> Because right? <laughs> we, it's every year. It feels like we get to a point to where, like, I, I believe, I remember it being this way. We're like one or maybe two other people remember it being something else. The conversation. So to your point, Mike, yeah, I do kind of agree with that. To where I feel like it might not be so much like the rule changes, but it's sometimes, especially, yeah, especially in this one where it might be a little bit more complex than what we realized. To where when we'd been. 10 beers deep trying to discuss this and we don't the worst part is we don't really remember what exactly we landed on
0: details wise i hear what you're saying so you're basically saying go back to what we used to do which was we vote on a rule to be implemented for the following year not the upcoming year 100 percent. okay just to kind of maybe see how things play out and that way if we do encounter any sort of you know, circumstances that are out of the ordinary, we can then work the kinks out for that next year to come up. That way, when we go into it, everything's kind of a lot more smooth.
1: Yeah, Joe, I, I agree. I mean, cause I think you and Rusty got a bit of a mess, because we I don't know that we landed on how well, that there's works no out. mess with their star. I mean,
2: I mean, there kind of is a mess.
1: There's no do there a mess. at all. I, there, I mean, mess, Joe, you're, Joe, you're on one side of the argument because you're in the argument, but True. I mean I'm, uh, I I would be like, biased but there's a mess.
0: I I'm also not biased on the fact that w- there's only th- there's a few reasons why we went to the divisions. And I'm sure Jared and I will discuss this later on in the podcast. So I don't want to get too into it. I don't discuss it or we already have discussed it. So I don't want to <laughs> die I don't want to take away from your interview. I mean this is your
1: interview and we can
0: let's get into you. Right, so we'll we'll just yeah, talk. we'll just take yeah, that I and hope get you to. don't
1: that. get into me, but yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a topping point.
0: Speaking of getting into you, who exactly invited you into this league?
1: Rusty Wicker,
0: that son of a bitch.
1: I'm right?
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nah, I like it.
1: I like it.
2: What so... value have you added?
1: Yeah. God, I don't know. I I don't know outside of winning a belt, which Joe hasn't done. (laughs) True. A lot of shit talking, Joey. That's positive. Hey, it's valid.
2: To be in this league, league, the number one thing is you got to be willing to shit talk.
0: And you got to be able to take it. Some people can take it. Some can't. I believe that I'm a person that can take it when it's valid.
2: And that's a valid
0: statement by Mike. I'm willing to accept it that I suck.
2: I'm able to (laughs) as well. I just, (laughs) to me, I start trying to make rule changes if – things are going against me. <laughs> so that's just me. That's how I handle it.
1: I, um, J- Jared, I agree. And you're, you're always well-informed and looking back at the league and and getting ready for this interview, like, most passing most, – most receiving yards in 18, most receiving yards in 19. Like, I, I'm guessing you're probably going to throw something up for receiving yards to increase – Hardest strength of schedule. So you threw in the points, first wins thing. Like you're, you're strategic. You just get a lot of points scored against you. Oh, I work the back channels too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So I, I know what I
2: know what might slide through and what might not. But in all seriousness, and I don't know if we've already said this or if we're going to be saying it later in the podcast, depending on how everything kind of gets chopped in. Um, I do have a lot of statistics that I'm either rolling out or rolling in. I don't care. Whatever we decide to do, I mean, even if we decided to end up going like, "Hey, divisions didn't work; it was just too bad," and we went back to the old way, I do think that at least the sixth spot in the old way should be based off total points.
1: Jared, I agree. As the
2: wild card, as the wild card, if we went back to that just to keep it less complicated, that's fine. I can live with that. But, but yeah, it's what piss – Yeah. Uh, what I th- pisses I think me off more place,
1: Jared. I, was, I was angry on draft night And I, you know, I'm still a bit, bit bitter about it But I, I agree with your point
2: Mike and I don't know if I've already said this In this podcast or if I'm going to be saying it later But guess who has the most points scored against them this year
1: Jared And, and Jared do you have number one Who has number two uh, Maybe you It is me
2: Guess yeah, who so. has
1: the weakest schedule And has the least points scored against them Joey, cause I'm bringing that up. Joe Hello, up. Joe Nord.
2: So, I got a lot of stats coming up, buddy. Uh, People are going to be got,
0: amazed. I did some deep diving, and, and nobody I, wants to be bored so, with all your stats whoa, whoa, during this whoa, interview. Whoa, so, I think we need to get some, get well, into let me, some let me, good quality content right now. All right. Well, let me say this,
2: Mike. Mike, you got a big matchup this weekend going up against Brooks. I kind of need you to win, man. I'm kind of pulling for you because I need Brooks to lose and just so I can try to avoid that second year romper in a row. Um, Projection is looking pretty even as of right now. You had a good day from Zeke, and Allen Robinson got in the end zone. Cooper did pretty well. You think you're going to win if what happens?
1: First of all, you wanted me to lose last week. Yeah, but now it's week to to week. My affinity for you is not not very high right now, but um <laughs> I, for me I think it's Kareem Hunt. Poison play. He's he nah, he's been playing. I feel yeah, good about gotta... a, a ten ten plus game from him and I think I get it a lot, but I, I, I think I'm going win anyway. I'm not too worried about yeah. bucks.
2: He's got some tough matchups. So what was the thought process between Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson this week?
1: I mean Deshaun's had a couple of tough games. Then you got New England, best coach in the league. He's going to target somebody to shut down. You got to shut down a top quarterback. So yeah, it's tough.
2: Plus the other guy who was similar similar to Lamar's play yep. style just, just annihilated, just annihilated the Rams. Is he going to throw a touchdown to Christian Kirk? I don't
1: know. Great Damn, question. That, that, don't that, don't help, that don't help me, none. I'm not trying to help you, none. Is <laughs> is there is there since you're the stat guy. Well, you're at? It? tell me
0: if David Johnson's gonna play too, since you yeah, right? since you know everything about the Cardinals over there.
1: Is there a format that I get into the playoffs, Jared? No. God, that sucks. Well, you'd
2: have to score a lot of points. And I don't think it's Rusty, happening. Rusty would have to
1: have probably a lot of injuries. And also, we'd had to figure out that argument with Joe, so,
0: <clears throat> true. That, uh, there is no argument there, uh, anyways, um, I got a question for you, and I think a lot of the GMs around the league kind of want to know. Could you explain what was going through your mind during your ring avulsion accident? Were you worried at all that you might not be a hundred percent during finger banging sessions? <laughs>
1: Nox is on my left hand. I just okay. couldn't get a whole lot of action. That's like the alternate. Um, like, then, then the first thing was I had uh, Micah and Caleb in the water along with Casey. So mm. uh, I was the last one in, and um, Marine caught. I didn't hit the water, I, there was blood.
0: Would you say you everywhere. were just hanging
1: around? I was hanging around. <laughs> And uh, so I wrapped the wrapped the towel up on the finger and got the wife and kids in the boat and then drove it to my buddy's house. I was right there and went over to the emergency room. So it was really it's really more about like oh there's something that's really bad. Let's get everybody in the boat.
0: Yeah. Are you a hundred percent silicone guy now? God no. No, you're
1: what? not. You don't. No. Like, you don't I wear the silicone got... rings. I got my ring remade. Uh, it went up, I think, three sizes. Um, exactly. Yeah, but you I don't wear a silicone ring now. I don't, man. It was a freak accident, and if it happens again, I'm sure to lose it. It is what it is.
0: I wear a silicone ring because of your accident, and I don't even own a boat. I'm glad I can inspire you, Jeff.
1: I just don't. I just want to have my whole finger. I mean, maybe you need it more than I do.
0: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> i got some other questions here these came in from a couple other gms here uh this one particular was a little interesting uh knowing that religion is the biggest business in the world and knowing that churches don't pay taxes will you voluntarily release your tax returns to this duly organized body of interested individuals
1: I mean, I give more money to the church. I don't think I've ever made a dime off of it. So if he wants to see the church's tax returns or mine. I mean, I mean some crazy. some GMs are –
0: this is this is the second part of the question. Some GMs are trying to figure out how you have a mansion on the water at OIB. Did God give you that?
2: Bet you can't guess who that quote-unquote sum is.
1: I mean – i i think that i uh I tie ten percent of everything I get plus uh that I earn plus I give an offering and I think the Lord has blessed me because of it
0: he's done a good job
1: and i I think that a hundred percent sure I do a youth conference for three thousand kids every year and um do the church and have never made a dime good for you See, you know how you know he's he's um,
2: not right, but I mean that's accurate, Joey. Ten percent, right there. Ten percent of what you earn. Yep, send it in, and anything above it is gifts. So, kudos, man. I didn't like the questions when they came in, but oh, it
1: is what it is. Posts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna laugh so hard when he hears that. <laughs> um, there was also hey. a follow up. Have you watched Righteous Gemstones? And I which character best represents you? I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's some sort of religious it's movie an HB, or, it's an HBO
2: it's kind of series that it, it's it's kind of making a satire on the 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 big uh, mega churches. This this really doesn't apply to like, this, the big mega churches that are kind of okay kind of shady but i it, don't it, know it, it,
1: OC, td jakes all these guys I, I i haven't he he talked to me about it draft night um i i heard a quote 10 12 years ago something said a pastor said life's way too important to live for yourself and i'm not a smart guy but i'll serve and i started serving and the lord's work wonders so i haven't watched it but yeah i've been blessed because i give and serve i believe so.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Here's a, here's a question uh, on a different avenue, if you will. If you and Eddie Seidenstricker are Eskimo brothers, then that makes you and Chaz as well, correct? I don't know that we are, though. And if you don't know, please explain, because a lot of us have no idea what that question's about.
1: I don't know that me and Eddie are Eskimo brothers. Okay. I'm I'm fairly certain that we aren't because we went to the same high school and talked and we're friends and I don't know we are. Now that does mean. Do you know how Eskimo brothers work? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not stupid. I I, that does mean that Chaz and Eddie are. Um, But I don't know that of anyone that i would be eskimo brothers with eddie is eddie would be so okay good question don't know the answer
0: you got any uh you got anything for him uh not outside the hot seat all right well let's get you on this hot seat how about it huh let's do it all right here's some hot seat questions for you we're gonna rapid fire everyone at this point knows how to how this works so uh i'm gonna get us started ready Go. Better religion, Christianity or Muslim?
1: Christianity.
2: Speaking of Christianity, best Christmas song? Uh,
1: Dick the Halls, probably? Yeah. A good Better
0: one. basketball school, UNC Chapel Hill or Duke?
1: Not a question. They just got beat by Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> <that way. laughs>
2: Stephen, who the fuck, Austin?
1: Yeah, right. Do you prefer Mike
2: or Mikey? Neither. That <laughs> <laughs> was a trick question. Who trick.
0: has mo who has more wealth? You, Steven Furtuck or Joel Olstein?
1: Both those guys. I'm <laughs> Easily right. Oh, yeah. I mean, man. Whew. I think um, I think Joel Joel's got Stephen B. I
0: don't know who that fur tuck guy is, but it sounds like he's an
1: elevation man
0: here okay. right around here.
2: Who's a better salesperson? You or Rusty? Um,
1: I'd say Rusty. Yeah, because he lies more. <laughs> no, I think he. I mean, he's been selling more. I don't sell a ton um, mm. anymore, but he's he's had longer perfect that craft. You can only watch
0: one for the rest of your life. UNC football or UNC basketball?
2: Basketball.
1: No, uh, the answer directed
2: towards football.
1: Michael. Really? Wow! Football. Good for you. Good understand. for
2: you, man. Good for you.
1: I just understand it more.
2: That's the only reason. Do you? Did you grow up a Carolina fan? I did. Yeah. Um, Chaz loves to slather butter on his rolls. It's unreal in person. You really have to see it. Um, I don't have
1: a question about that. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> uh I also slather butter on butter on my rolls. I'm glad we can agree on one thing.
2: Nah, you gotta see this guy do it. <laughs> next draft next draft year, draft weekend, we go to Big Nails. He goes through like nine pouches of butter for two rolls.
1: Oh, that was that breakfast that
2: that that no that, that can we
0: can we at least get some agreement here that Big Nails is awful?
2: Terrible. It was Shouldn't great it. that day. It was great for the guy who was wearing the romper because that's the place you want to go for the romper.
1: That's a yeah. terrible Nobody's place. There.
2: Yeah, but everybody was looking at... The, you walk into that place wearing a romper, that's the one where heads are going to turn.
0: <laughs> I think they turn no matter what. True. Because I was so hot. Um, Are you
2: up or am I up? You're up. All right, since you're quote-unquote, more than, like, highly, highly likely from contention for the playoffs to win it all. Who do you want to see win it all? Post. You won't post to win it all? I do. Oh, wow. wow. There you go.
0: Uh, White Claws or Pink Whitney's?
1: I only had Pink Whitney once. Um... I'd say Pink Whitney.
2: They're hella good. Have you you
0: gotten the snip snip? Yes, 100%. Boom. Uh, Do you believe in Kanye West and his message, or is it merely a money-grabbing charade?
1: No, I believe in it.
0: I believe him, too. I think what he's doing is good.
2: What is your home insurance deductible? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's called Matt Rice there, Jared. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See a good agent would make sure you already understand that. Go ahead and write that down.
0: A good agent would also have an American flag farm bureau hat, which Michael has and I don't. Do you want a hat or do you want to be properly insured? <laughs> I think this Tim guy can do both for me. It's Matt. And there's no <laughs> Tim. Either way, Matt Matt can do both. We haven't been formally introduced. Matt's a good Matt guy. Rice, I like I like Matt. Matt's a good guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's good. He's a good buddy of mine.
0: Uh of your three kids, which one's your favorite?
1: God, that's hard. At you this would point.
0: Ask. At this point. Um
1: I don't want to just say I don't have a favorite because I don't. Um, I think they all for something different. Micah's outgoing, and you can see how he's growing. Caleb's sweet. Andrew is just like Hurricane Andrew. He's a terror. Um, so they all bring something different. So which one? All right. One so here's there. a better here's a better question.
0: Which one's more like you? Which one's more like
1: Casey? Micah's more like me. Caleb's more like Casey. Okay. <laughs> so neither one's like Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's, <Right>. just, Andrew's <laughs> somewhere in the middle. He's
0: just, He's just a dark horse. He's doing his own thing.
2: Um. All right. This this hot seat did not come from me. You got to elope with one, blow one, and kill one between Pittman, Chaz, and Joe. Go.
0: That's a brutal I mean, question. I'm not gay. Yeah. I can appreciate. I can I
1: mean, is appreciate that your answer? That? That? I mean, I can't tell. Yeah. I can't make you answer. That's fine yeah, me. I mean, that's,
2: that's my answer. <laughs> that's fine with me. Don't help me none. Yep.
1: <laughs> I'm good, Jeremy. You got some more?
2: Yeah, I got one more. I'm curious about this. Three-man trivia night, $1,000 on the line. It's Ooh. you, and you got to take two other GMs. Who are you taking with you? Oh. Oh, man. um. What can I can I ask? We don't know the we
1: don't know the category. We don't know. It's just trivia in general. Okay, I would probably take you, Jared,
0: and post. Okay, okay, post is a good one. I would also. This question is not for you. I know, but I just want to throw on my two cents since I'm a uh, co-host. I would say slip because he's got a lot of useless knowledge and he's been grown up with useless knowledge for years and years and years. He would be yeah. a solid draft pick for that.
2: Or he's going to be the one that's always like making you second guess the right answer.
0: This is, this is true. Cause, like cause... I don't trust him on anything musical, but if it had to do with something completely different, I totally would be on board with him.
1: Jared, are you saying that? Cause he can't commit.
0: No, Ooh. I didn't say it. you did.
1: <laughs> I, I have one last question. In the game of flag football, division versus division, who wins?
0: Oh, good oh, night. Man, i let gotta... me take a look here. We got Brian, he's slow. Piz, he's he's good. Uh Johnny oh, we got it probably easily. Johnny's all time <laughs> quarterback. Got it easily. Easily. We got,
1: we got easily he can't
0: move and he can't throw. Easily. I'm really good. Rusty's decent. Pittman's <laughs> fat and slow. And we have Slip, who can't run or catch and move because his back hurts. We get throttled. It's probably 52-7, to and it's only because I return a kick for a touchdown.
2: I'm glad you're on the show. You don't kick off in flag football. (laughs) You do in my game. The the only guy who can cover you, Michael, is me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right? Uh, So, yeah, we'd be
2: good. We'd be good. That'd be easy. Maybe we should do that for
1: maybe we should that's, draft
0: not, draft even, draft. Re, that's not even day. remotely fair if you take the bmi of our squad versus your squad it's just <laughs> way way out of joints right there <laughs> that was a
2: great question that was a good question you that should was, be a guest you should be guests on the pod after i'm eliminated from the yeah. no
0: playoffs moving forward yeah. Well, Mike, uh, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for getting on the hot seat uh, with us tonight. And uh, thanks for jumping on and having us uh, do a little interview session with you. We wish you best of luck here for this final week, week 13. Hopefully all goes well for you and uh, you're not having to wear the romper. Um, Any final thoughts?
1: Just appreciate all you two do. I know it takes some time to do it. Um, All the guys love it. So, Thanks. Thanks for, for both of you guys putting the time into it. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Man. Thank you,
0: bud. Have a good evening.
1: Later.
2: All right. Bye. Here comes the
0: boom or bus. All right, here we are. Week 13 edition of Boom or Bust. I'm going to get us going. Last week, I chose Darren Waller as my boom. Asshole. And Asshole. nope, he went for <laughs> 5.6 points. Could have told so you that. So this week, I'm going to pick another tight end and a running back. I'm going to go with uh, – both players coming off a bye, Travis Kelsey and Delvin Cook. I do believe they're both on John's team, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Yeah, they both are. And uh, yeah. so Cook's got the tougher matchup, but I believe that they're both going to score, get this shit, two touchdowns each. each. Each? Wow. I get. I think Kelsey scores two. He gets 25 points. I think Cook scores two. He gets somewhere around 27 points. However, both teams lose in close matchups.
1: That doesn't yeah, matter in terms of boom team? or bust. Or the
0: fantasy. Uh, in the NFL game. That doesn't really matter oh, much. Gotcha. But they're going to do well. They're going to boom out of their minds and still lose the game.
2: Joe, uh, Johnny's got to pay attention, though. I did see where Dalvin Cook popped up on the injury report Rutt today. Roll so some kind of chest injury so got to check that out might not have enough heart for you johnny might not have enough heart for that final that that playoff mm. push for you but better, better drop him <laughs> um my <laughs> my boom is going to go i got two guys too and they're both wide receivers the first one is going to be i mean this guy's playing tampa bay d chart is going to go he's going to go for like nine and one 21 and a touchdown so, somewhere around 22, 23 wow. points. He's my first boom. And my other boom is this was a risky one. But I feel like the Houston Texans at home against that Patriots defense that's coming into town, the Patriots have the best, in my opinion, the best cornerback that's able to shut down receivers and Stephon Gilmore. Who's gonna be able to hold DeAndre Hopkins in check, which leaves not going to be Deshaun Watson's that. Deshaun Watson's eyes moving over to Will Fuller. He's gonna go six catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Ruh roll.
0: So my boom is DJ Chark and Will. All right, Jared, so I'm going to get to my bus for this week, but just for last week, I picked DJ shark and my bus have been hitting. My booms are not hitting, but I think my busts have been hitting. I'm at about 80% in terms of hitting these busts. DJ shark. I said last week would go for under 10 points. He did at an 8.3. So I do have a pretty solid track record on choosing my bust. And this week I'm going to choose a bus but I don't think it matters that he does bust because I think the GM is still going to pull off the victory, and that bust is going to be Lamar Jackson. Here's the thing. He's finally facing an elite defense. Now, he is at home, uh, so it's going to be a game where he scores something like 19 points, which for Lamar Jackson is a bust considering he scores over 30 every other week. And in fact, he's only scored under twenty points one time. And that occurred in week five against Pittsburgh. So I think it finally happens for the second time this week. And uh that's gonna he's gonna be my bust, but I don't think it matters. I think Chaz still wins, even though he scores like nineteen points.
2: Okay, okay. Uh I got I got two busts. My first bust is Brett Maher. <laughs> Fucking kicker, the kicker for the Cowboys. So (laughs) this asshole earlier today (laughs) missed a thirty-yard field goal and a forty-yard field goal, to and but made an extra point to net me a negative four for the week. (laughs) So I got so revisionist history considering it's eleven (laughs) o'clock. So I got so I got that going for me. Fucking kickers. God Almighty! But my <laughs> my my initial bust was going to go to wide receiver Tyrell Williams. He's he's been he's been focusing on efficiency a lot, needing a lot of touchdowns, but it's just not have been happening lately. And I think he's he's running into a stingy defense in the Chiefs secondary. Coming off a bye, I think he's going to get shut down for like five catches for fifty yards, and that's it.
0: Well, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen because if any quarterback can beat fucking Matt Ryan, it's Matt, it's fucking David Carr or whatever the fuck his name is because Matt Ryan fucking sucks right now. And if I had to choose a boss for this week, uh, I would choose Matt Ryan because he is single-handedly fucking me right now in this fucking week. That's pissing yeah. me off. Fucking cunt. All right, so that'll do it for uh, week 13 edition of Boom or Bust. Let's get divisional. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring back an old segment that we haven't really touched upon in quite some time. So we're going to let's get divisional here, Jared. And we're just going to talk, talk about kind of playoff scenarios, statistics throughout the year, and just some random stuff that has occurred throughout the year with certain teams, uh, certain GMs, and things like that. Is there anything you kind of want to start us off with?
2: Yeah, let's start off to the uh, let's start off with the romper scenarios first. Okay. Okay.
0: There's a lot of stuff there. So there's well, yeah,
2: so I've kind of broken it down for people. So there's four people that can win it. Okay? Brooks gets it if he loses and I win. So Brooks is playing Mike and I'm okay. playing Rusty. If I beat okay. Rusty and Brooks loses to Mike, then Brooks finishes with the worst record. Everybody else has five wins, he only has four. Automatic. So Brooks yep. So Brooks loses and I win, Brooks gets it.
0: Okay. That's a that's I, the easiest scenario to kind of figure out here. Right. I get it if I lose and Brooks wins.
2: Okay? So if okay. I lose to Rusty, and if Brooks loses to Mike, then I get it. Brooks gets five wins. I'm still at four, so I get it. Now, if we both lose, then it essentially comes down to the matchup between he and I. So I'm currently up three points on them prior to this week's games. So if we both lose, whoever outscores each other this week, the loser who scores less would then get it because he and I would finish with four wins, and it's then based off points. Okay. If we both win – so, if he beats Mike and Brooks has five wins, Mike has five wins, and if I beat Rusty and I have five wins, then if Pittman loses, he gets the romper because he has five wins.
0: <laughs> and Bill a have lot five less wins. points.
2: Yep. He has five wins and a lot less points. So, he's going to get it.
0: We call that parity. Yep. Now,
2: <laughs> if Brooks wins, I win, and Pittman wins – and if Mike scores less than 30 points than me, then he wins the romper.
1: But if Mike,
2: if Mike scores more than 30 points than me, then I win. All this is to say is out of all those scenarios, there's only four people that can win it. I feel like I have the most opportunity to win it, and I don't feel best about it.
0: Yeah, that's not a good thing. You don't want to have the most <laughs> want to have finish.
2: You don't want to have the most outcomes that end up pointing to you, which I feel like I do. So, But that's the romper scenario. More than likely, it really is going to come down to if Brooks wins and I lose, then and I, I'm probably – I should probably lose. Brooks and Mike are kind of a toss-up, so I'm kind of pulling for Mike this week. But that's, so, that's,
0: that's where we are with the romper scenario. So overall, how would you feel about winning the romper back-to-back years? I mean, um, you don't have to answer this question because we might get a more realistic answer next week if it actually does occur, but this is kind of hypothetical. But, I mean, what would be your state of mind?
2: So it doesn't bother me. As much as it did last year. One, first of all, I think I can pull off the romper, so I don't really care. Right. Okay. Second of all, you
0: did a great job, by the way. Yeah.
2: Second of all, because of the divisions, I have less of an argument to make where the schedules against four other people in my division was we were all playing the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirdly, I don't think my team is that good or compared to last year's team is that good. Um, So I'm not, wouldn't be as bummed about it for that. However, and this could be leading into our first stats. Let's see, let's see here. (laughs) Um, I will say that right now, so last year my biggest issue was I was I had the most points scored against me, and I finished third in points. And not only that, the person who finished the most last year with most points scored last year, if they played my schedule, they would have finished last. Because hmm. last year I ran into at least like half the weeks I played last year, I ran into. I ran in Yep, ran into either the high score or the second high score. And that's just like uh, and that hadn't happened this year, so I, I can't really say that. So it's kind of protecting myself on that. But this year, so far, I'm fourth in points, and all five, all ten people involved, I'm fourth in points, and I have the most points scored against me. Two years in a row, most points scored against me. So that that's fun. Um, th- what really bothers me though is. Pittman, I'll look, look back at this. Pittman has led the league in the fewest points scored in the past three years, consecutive.
0: It's not me?
2: No, nope, Pittman. Wow. Pittman has led the league in the last three years. Let me see if I can pull up my stats. This um, is just
0: amazing right now because I would have said at least one of those years, I would have pulled that off. So that makes me feel, I guess, a little bit better about being four nine. But then also, God, my team was actually performing pretty well, and I couldn't pull off victories.
2: Well, I don't know about that, but the past, so the points scored for the three straight years, Pittman has had the fewest points, and in those three years, because it's a long shot, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't think Brooks and I are going to win. This week, I think I'm going to lose. Um, I just, Rusty's team's, I think, is better than mine. I think he's just going to pull it out. Um, so I think there's going to be three straight years where Pittman has had the fewest points scored. And in those three years, he's only had the romper twice or once. Yeah. So he's, he's gotten lucky twice. He's like the opposite of John, where he's gotten lucky at the end from backing his way into wins and having one more win than the last place finisher to avoid the romper. The romper, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So right now he is last in points scored. He's 90 points back from, guess who?
1: You.
0: Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't want to say myself. I knew it was me because I got it written down here. But, yeah, I, I – And that's because I had like three weeks in a row where I scored like 80 points. So it was yeah. just bad. So-
2: it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, my God. So the here's, Falcons here's,
0: just recovered an onside kick. All right, sorry. So,
2: so here's, here's another thing about Pittman and stats that I've seen. He's been in the league for six years now. So he's had six – he's been a part of six drafts. Of the past five drafts, guess how many points his first-round picks have combined for that have stayed on his team no no just first round picks have combined just first three. round picks combined for combined for reference for reference so far right now Christian McCaffrey is leading the league non quarterback is leading our league this year at 303 points for the year
0: okay so you're saying combined score for 6 years five so, For five years, yeah, combined yeah. so the score, past
2: first five round years, death, the past five years, I hope you have these, I, ho-
0: I hope you got these players names because I would love to hear them. I'm going to guess based on your reference material there, I'm going to go with two hundred and eighty three points,
2: two hundred and forty points. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Who are these guys? They 2015- got to be legitimate, though, right?
2: 2015, he drafted Le'Veon Bell in the first round. He got him 99.2 points and injured in week six. 2016, oh he, he drafted Odell Beckham, and he had 37.5 points, and he traded him after week three. 2017, <laughs> I think I picked him up there. Yeah. 2017, he drafted David Johnson. He had 10 points, and he was out for the season with an injury.
0: 2018,
2: he drafted Le'Veon Bell, and he had zero points because he held out the entire year. (laughs)
0: 2019,
2: he drafted Alvin Kamara, and he had 93 points before trading him away. (laughs) To me again. Oh, my God. But it's just like – it's the whole, like, adage of, like, hey, you're not going to win the league or win the championship with your first-round pick. But you can lose it.
1: But you can lose
2: it. it. That's where you lose it. And so he's just like lost his mind over the last five years. And he just like scrambles all the time. And he just kind of goes from whatever. I will say in his first year, 2014, he did. He did. He, he, uh, he drafted Des Bryant in the first round and traded him prior to the season. And he traded him, I think to Rusty, it looks like he traded. He got Le'Veon Bell and Alshon and he gave up Des Bryant and Mike Wallace Huh. Um And in the trade, he picked up 100 more points, and Le'Veon Bell was the best player that year. And I think that was the year Pittman actually won the league in 2014. Wow. And ever since then, it's just like
0: just been sh- just shitting bricks. I mean, basically, he's it. he's the first-round draft pick KOD. He's the kiss of death. Oh, yeah. So he or... just needs
2: to, like, next year, Pittman, trade your first-round pick to somebody. See if you can get, like, two seconds and, a, and two-thirds and just kind of move on that way. Dude,
1: I
0: would love to see that happen. That's never happened oh, yeah. in our league. I would love oh, to yeah. see someone trade like a first-round pick for like two seconds or like a third, you know, trading like a second-round pick for like a third and two fours. Something like yeah. that. That'd be that awesome. I would love for that a trade be...
2: scenario like that to come along and just watch Rusty's mind explode. <laughs> and just like, well, no 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 no. I don't no, want to. You no, you can't no, do no. that. I'm That's
1: not no. legal. No. I don't know. How no. That
2: works. No, 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 I'm voting no. I'm vetoing. Veto. Why veto? Because I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> 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 That's exactly it's what not he fair. would do.
0: It's not fair, guys. It's just not fair. Why isn't it fair? So, I don't know. It's just it just doesn't seem right.
2: <laughs> um but yeah. So, that's – that's I mean, it's – I mean, Pittman – I mean, Pittman deserves to finish last. He deserve I mean, he has the fewest points scored. And guess how many points he has scored against him. Guess where he ranks there. I don't know the rank. I can see the number. He's 1462, so – 1462, so he's second. Second fewest points scored against him. Who's number one? Me. Joey sitting at number one. So it might be your, I mean, you got a hole in one. You got the fewest points scored against you. Might be your year, Joey. Oh,
0: man. Sometimes you just got to luck up into some things here. We'll see what happens, man.
2: But yeah, but I got, I mean, I got more stats here. What do you um, got
0: there? I'm curious to see what else you got here because I mean I, I don't get too much on the division. I mean, we got the only thing that I was prepared to kind of talk about was we got the play the top four playoff positions locked up. Um Brian, Brad in the East, and Chaz and myself in the West. And I know there's a lot of controversy around that. If you want to so, talk about that now, we can kind of hold off to later. That's your call, but what do you I don't think
2: I don't think it's my call to hold off until later. I think it was John's call about two days ago to just try to go ahead and figure it out. I don't personally I don't recall talking about like head to head ever factoring in to the decision of who was gonna make the second spots or the first spots coming into it. Um I don't I always thought that it was gonna be total points was gonna be the tiebreaker. So to me Based off me saying that doesn't – I don't – I'm not saying that I'm right and you're wrong, but I'm also not saying that you're right and I'm wrong. It's just – it's hard. because And because of that, I'm really, 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 really pulling for you, and I hope you win this week so we kind of avoid any controversy.
0: Yeah, I hope that that. I win to eliminate the controversy altogether. However – I will side on my behalf because well, obviously,
2: yeah, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm and a little and, biased and, and, here, and, right? And, and I'll obviously say that like, Hey, if it's not head to head and it's still total points, then I still have a shot to sneak in regardless of win or lose this week for me. So I recognize that as well. True. Um, so if, if,
0: if it came down to just total points that opens up a lot of potential scenarios for the guy sitting at seven, eight, nine, ten 10 to potentially get in really not Eric. He doesn't have a chance, right. um, <laughs> not 10, but seven, nine and 10 could potentially make it in. Uh, if that, if my playoff position was still available, it's not my re my, The way that I see it, though, is why do we have divisions? We set this up to have what you always refer back to is equal or, I guess, the uh, most fair uh, scheduling, correct?
2: Correct, but I think it's two different things. The, the, The main point in divisions that I brought up was to balance out schedules at least from half and half, right? So it wasn't like just everybody plays and then everybody has a randomized three or four teams on the back end. It's, you know, divisions-wise, everybody in that division is playing the same teams within that division. So your your schedule is the same at least against four other people as opposed to spread across 10. Right, so yep. it's balancing out schedules that way to try to avoid, or not avoid, but minimize, and a complete unbalanced schedule. The but the second thing is, from what I thought was the total points for, was always going to be the tiebreaker in any, like the wild card plus any tiebreaker.
0: See, my thoughts were, why do you have a division then if you have divisions and you're taking the top two records because it was always the top two records, correct? make the playoffs correct, but the record correct.
1: but
2: then when the records are tied, then it goes to total points but as see the tiebreaker,
0: I, I wouldn't agree with that. I would go because we've we've made it fair to where you're playing each opponent within your division twice, then it would go down to just as it was. And I've been wrong in this in the past, but I would assume just like in the NFL, if you have equal records, it goes down to your divi, your matchup between the two teams. Is that not correct?
2: I mean, that's correct in the NFL. Okay. So, But that's another reason
0: reason having – not only are you having equal scheduling, but you're also – now you have the ability to have, all right, if there is a tie, all right, what's the matchup there? So, for example, if Rusty and I were tied, he won one game, I won one game, then, yes, 100% I agree – it should go to points because you're equal at that point. But if it's about oh two, it. then I would no, I don't that. agree with that. I don't agree with that at all because I've beat him twice. And the only pushback I
2: have with that, and the thing that I can't, and this is me, and I can't get past when it comes to fantasy football is. And, again, I'm stating this. This is my opinion. I'm not saying this is right and you're wrong and anything like that. I'm okay with No, whatever. we're just
1: talking. Right, right, right. You know, right.
2: The, obviously, this is fantasy football versus real NFL type deal. In fantasy, the only thing that I can control is what my guys do. So, if you and I face each other, I have zero control over what your guys can do. Whereas in the NFL, when the Bears and the Lions play each other twice, the Bears' offense and the Bears' defense has control over what's happening. In fantasy, I only have control over the offense. I have no control over any way to stop your guys from scoring. So from a matchup perspective, I I can't quite get past that being a tiebreaker because I have no control over
0: what your guys can do. But see, my argument too, again, would then be... It would be, why should a guy that faced off within your division who beat somebody twice then be subject to um random weeks where for example if this occurred and it didn't but let's say two weeks rusty scores and he didn't play me but he played someone in the east division he scores 230 points just right. randomly so now he's got and you know the next lowest in his division is 130 so now he's got a 100 point lead twice over let's say he did it twice because his team just randomly went off for 230 points which is absurd and so he gets to use those points in a in a divisional aspect i don't agree with that i can see it for the last two divisionals or the last two playoff locations
1: but not for
0: the spot but i think because it's just totally right it's no different than your team scoring 55 points.
2: But I think that's, that's what I'm – and it's weird because I feel like we're kind of saying similar things to where, yeah, if somebody scores 200-something points twice, then to me it was like, hey, that's a damn good team, right? Because that's what they can control. They can't control what the other opponent does. We have no control over being a defense to somebody else's team. All we can do is just try to, like, put the best the best people out there to try to get the most points. And that's why I think the total points should be the tiebreaker because it's suggesting that that team overall is better
0: than regardless of a head-to-head matchup.
2: But is, Joe, that,
0: team, Joe- is that team better if, let's say, they score 230 points twice, but then two weeks later they score 50 points twice in a row?
2: I mean, I think that's where it might come no. out. But, but again, Joe, I mean, if you say 230 twice and then 50 points twice and you score 120 four times, then you still might be more than that. You're just more consistent. But the points-wise, you're, you're there. But my point
0: is, is you're, 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 you're putting more emphasis on the total points scored on anomalies that are occurring within a given week.
2: I don't know if there are anomalies. I'm just saying that the only thing we can control with our fantasy team is how many points we score. So We can't control the schedule or anything like that. The only thing
0: we can control is the points. Well, we did control push, the schedule. I'll, I'll push, and with the I'll divisions, push... we controlled the schedule.
2: Exactly. You're playing
0: each player twice, and then you're playing outside of your division once. Exactly. But so I'm we saying... control that.
2: But that's what I'm saying. From But, again, it comes down to the tiebreaker. So if the tiebreaker, regardless of anything, because the only thing any of us can control is how many points we score, that should be the first tiebreaker.
0: But we can't even control that because you can have a team to score 230 and then next week score 50. So you're not really in control. It's just blind luck in how they did that week. So there's right. no control over any of that. So the only way to really
2: control is how many points total you score. All right, I mean, I'll kind of use you here because, like, statistically, points scored against you—you have the least amount of points scored against, right? Yes. Um, statistically, this year there were there were uh, there were no weeks scored this year where the bottom two lowest scores faced off in a week, right? So there was never a situation to where, oh, I would definitely disagree with that. No, I went back and looked. There was no teams this, this year where the second lowest score out of the 10 of us when we played, the second lowest score beat the first lowest score just because they played them that week. There were seven times, seven weeks, where the third lowest score played one of the bottom two. Okay. Is it, you, know, you understand what I'm saying by that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay. So the third lowest score played one of the bottom two. It had, Brian had it. Rusty had it. Pitt got a win. Michael got a win. Brooks got a win. And Joey got two wins, where you were the third lowest score and you played one of the bottom two to pick up two wins. So, to kind of counter your argument from just kind of where it kind of went, I mean, you got two wins because you kind of got lucky with the way the schedule kind of broke. So
0: all I'm saying is,
2: I just think that the total you can points only for, play
0: the person you're scheduled against.
2: That's what. But again, I understand that, and so that's why I'm trying to say is for tiebreaker scenarios. To me, again, this is me. I'm not saying this is right, okay? And this is – I don't know if the – when we were kind of having this conversation with Mike, if it's about to happen or if we've already have it, had it, <laughs> I wish we could have like kind of saw potentially this and like video recorded like what we kind of said and like these scenarios that have kind of happened. But I was under the impression, me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, was under the impression that the total points four was going to be the tiebreaker. So, um, I mean, there were only two weeks where the second high score played the first high score, right? So that's also an unlucky. Yeah, break. I've
0: done. I so did. Do you score the second? You scored – Not this year. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like uh, I just saw it. It was like nah, this
2: was there was there was, only, there was two weeks where the second high score played the first high score. It was Rusty and Jared. Oh, you're so saying the first lost highest score.
0: I thought you were saying lowest score played the highest score. which that, no, no. So, Rusty and I scored the second
2: highest in one week, but we went up against the number one highest. I gotcha. And then there was only one other week where the third highest played the highest, and that was Brian. So, we lost a W just because the way it kind of fell that week. Yeah. So, me saying all that that – I just feel like total points should be the tiebreaker. Now with me saying all that, okay? And here's where I hope that you win this week so it doesn't matter, okay? Because I feel like your argument should not be head-to-head. I feel like it should be division. How did you compare within the division against Rusty?
0: Well, I'm four and four. Because now
2: now it's not – huh?
0: Huh? I mean, within the division, I'm four, and he's two and six.
2: So, I think I think that's the better argument than the head-to-head. Because I can't – I mean, law of large numbers, it's harder for me to kind of pick apart eight games as it is head-to-head twice. Sure. Because even head-to-head, I'd be like, well, okay, I'm going to apply that to when – when if, if Brooks and I tie in either losses – if we both lose this week and he beats me in total points, well I beat Brooks two weeks ago, so I I should he should get the romper because I beat him head to head.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, I think that so, would be fair. That's my pushback. Um I think that's something that you know could be considered. Um I mean it, it sounds again, like it's, it's not even And it wasn't voted on, so we have to use –
2: Yeah, and I wish – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wish – You know, for next
0: year, we'll have to figure out how to do that. The only thing I was thinking of is Uh, you take away your worst score and take away your top score and then um, add up total points. That could be a scenario. Uh, That way you're eliminating two of the, you know, ends your high score and your bottom score for both teams. And that would give you a, a better overall kind of number because you're taking out anom- anomalies. Yeah. That's a potential.
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I hope,
0: but yeah. there's gotta I mean, be, there's gotta be this more week, to so a division not gonna be other than just setting better schedules. So I don't think and that's, I, and
2: again, I don't think, I don't think the argument should like if, and again, I don't. I don't remember. This is our problem when we like make any changes on draft. No, life,
0: I remember. We do something. Th- what it was was the top two records from each division go to the playoffs, and the bottom two are determined by points. That's what it was. Re- that's what was recorded.
2: But we never discussed if team multiple teams were tied for the top two spots and what the tiebreaker was going to be.
0: Okay, so then you would. So if that if that's never discussed and then, that's the,
2: then you would have to go to the what the problem is that people says assume or what? that it was total points.
0: Well, I think so. the assumption comes from people that don't want it to be from like Rusty's got an assumption and you have an assumption but
2: I have an well, assumption. Well, I think Rusty's in I think Rusty's in regardless. I think I don't I mean I think either me or Brooks has to beat him even if you if you win Brooks or I have to beat him by like forty this week in order to be able to yeah, jump but where you so have an, pretty good Rusty's going to be, but in. where you
0: have an argument but, is if that wasn't the case and points was determined and I end up losing, then that brings in seven, nine, and ten into the mix
2: not ten but Well, yeah, but I mean, I hear what I mean. I mean, I was always under the assumption until you sent that text message out on like Tuesday that you clinched. I was always under the assumption that I had a shot because it was based off total points. And if you and Rusty were tied with the record, he would jump you because of his total points. And then I had a shot of jumping you to for that six playoff spot because I was ahead of you in points.
0: I think it's something that we all need to vote on obviously for next year, this year, uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully I win and this is not a problem, but the way I see it is I'm in the mix and I'm playing for something. That's the way I see it. So, well, that's not the way because some others see it. So. I got, <laughs> I got divisional victories on my side and I have head-to-head on my side.
2: So, and I don't – again, I don't – I'm saying – Head to head, it's got. I don't like head to head. You have a better case with divisional. I got nothing there, but I don't remember what was discussed. I always thought it was going to be total points was going to be the tiebreaker. So, but again, I I don't have any proof of that. I don't have any proof of what was kind of set. I know Yahoo has it set up a certain way, but we were going to be setting it up a different way when playoff time rolled around. Because John can manually input kind of where the People are during the seats.
0: See, I don't know if he can do that so, or if he should be allowed to do that. That should already be predetermined.
2: I mean, he can because I don't think the final two wild card spots can be based off total points. So they, I mean, I know he can do that. I mean, if all that stuff is, I mean, if it's going to be this much of a fiasco to where we can't figure it out, then we just need to go back to the old way, and then just the six spot or the fifth and sixth spot are based off total points regardless of record
0: okay so then so, with
2: because that's going to be what other people said it's always in the past it's always been based off total total points as the tiebreaker versus record yeah but that's but on the six get, spot but get, position but we're, we're still six spots but i get the component of people questioning that where it's more advantageous for them to be able to make it based off the way the division set up yeah. is, so i mean i don't i mean i mean I don't know I mean hopefully you win um and it's it's not gonna be uh uh here's issue. what I'm more um, curious
0: about. I'm more curious about some of your other numbers. What do you got there? Do you got anything exciting right. anything else that's exciting? Like, that's just Let's like see, banana we'll lands that's gonna like make people be like, holy shit, that's amazing. Um,
2: I did, a, I was curious about so, so my thing last year that kind of like struck, like, I was like, God, if I finished last, but I'm like, is my team, my team sucked? And I went through, and that's what I went through, like, every if, like, if I had everybody's schedule. I did, if I ended up with everybody else's schedule except mine, I would have made the playoffs with everybody else's schedule with the exception, I think it was like Mike. And nobody would have made the playoffs with mine. And the one who finished most in points last year, if they had my schedule, they would have finished last. So then I did that, not sort of like bitch or anything. I was like, okay, my team was good. I'm like, I just kind of got the short end of the straw. My team was good. Right. And so I'm like this year, I'm like, God, I'm about to get the romper again. What happened? And I'm like, I feel like my team is – I don't feel like my team this year was as good as my team that ended up last year. But I felt like I was a borderline playoff team, mm-hmm. which asterically, debatably, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I went back and looked, and your boy just did not score – my team does not score touchdowns. I'm fourth in points and i have the fewest touchdowns not counting this is excluding quarterbacks and defenses okay okay so these num- these numbers are excluding quarterbacks and, and kickers these are all just and well kickers don't score but the ex- so it's just starting wide receiver starting running back starting tight end starting flexes and so i kind of look at the numbers can you guess which team has the most touchdowns through week 12 John. We shouldn't John's be surprised. John has had. John has, yeah. John has had fifty two touchdowns. Jesus Christ. From Chaz has had forty nine.
0: So he beat him you by seven 40, touchdowns. But it,
2: but 40, 52 to forty nine. So oh, three. three. I thought
0: you said fifty six. Sorry.
2: So, but again, for Chaz, that's not factoring in Lamar and New England's True. defense. Okay, so it's – but again, it just, like, shows, like, (laughs) Chaz's team is just completely (laughs) – it's just completely built, like, perfectly, right? And then you've had 43, Brad's had 44, and Brian's had 41. Brooks and Mike have had 35, Rusty has had 29, and me and Pittman have had 28. So John with fifty-two all the way down to me and Pittman tied with twenty-eight. So I'm looking at that and I'm going okay. And then I divide that based off points. So for John, nineteen percent of his total points for have come off touchdowns from his that group. Huh. The average is about thirty-eight touchdowns is the average. Okay, so around fifteen percent is the average. So John is above the average for touchdowns. You, Brad and Brian are above the average of touchdowns at like 18, 17, 18%. Okay. So I'm looking at I'm like okay, they're going to have some negative regression. Like they're depending on touchdowns that have kind of carried them, but it's statistically law of large numbers says it's not going to last. Okay. Right? Chaz is right at 15%. So he's just dominating, and he's still right at 15 He's, like, right at the norm. Brooks and Mike are at 14%, so they're right at the norm. So their teams are as bad as they think they are, right? Um, Pittman's at 13%, and then Rusty and myself are at 11%. So John at the top at 19% of his points are off touchdowns. Me and Rusty at the bottom at 11%. Of our points are off touchdowns. Rusty and I are third and fourth in points, so your boy just ran out of time with like that positive regression that touchdowns are going to be coming. So I just got guys that aren't going to be scoring touchdowns, and nothing I can do about that. Well, I
0: think that could also say that you're you also have you you picked really good quarterbacks, right? And or you're.
2: I mean, debatably. I mean, the first half of the season, they just
0: weren't that good. Or your defense was scoring a lot of points.
2: I mean, the second half, yeah. But, and it's, it's again, it's more.
0: You don't score I mean, points potentially without
2: touchdowns. I mean, so you look at that. Okay. And then I go, and then I kind of look at, like, well, let's look at the top 10 at each position. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the quarterback there's two GMs that don't have a quarterback. They're in the top 10. And fantasy points. Fucking Matt Ryan. Fuck you, Matt Ryan. And that's you. And that's you and Pittman. So you and Pittman don't have top 10 quarterbacks. Everybody else does. Fucking Matt Ryan. There's two people that don't have running backs in the top 10.
0: Please say me again. That's
2: you. That's you and Pittman. (laughs) They don't have running backs in the we top We swapped
0: ten. running backs.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but this is factoring in those those guys. <laughs> right? So, um, And then there's three people who don't have wide receivers in the top ten. And that's Rusty, Brian, and John. And then there's two people that don't have tight end in the top ten. And that's you and Mike. Well,
0: yeah, so, tight end was – well, how do you not, how, I mean, it's do, been how are you not in the top 10? You didn't have a tight end score more than 10 points in like 12 of the last 13 weeks.
2: That's a fair point. I mean, well, it's a fair point. I probably could have like broken it down to where, I mean, I did factor in Waller into that and he hadn't done shit for me since then, but the tight end spot is so bad that it's just kind of the way it is. Um, the crazy part within that is Lamar Jackson is obviously first in average points per game, yeah. right? He has you know who
0: number two is? New England?
2: No, like oh, quarterback. quarterback.
0: Uh, it's not Mahomes. Uh Allen. Russell Wilson. Oh shit! Yeah, I should have known that. So, Lamar Jackson's
2: averaging 30.6 points per week. Russell – no, here's the stupid part. Russell Wilson's averaging 25.8. So, there's a five-point difference
0: per week between number one and number two. God, he was picked in the 12th round, I think. Just unbelievable.
2: But that's – and that's fine. It happens. But here's the crazy part. There's a five-point difference between – Russell Wilson, number two, and you gotta go eight other quarterbacks before you get to the five point drop off. Oh my God. So that's Dak, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Jameis, uh, Mahomes. It was nine games, and then Stafford at eight games. I typically kind of stop it at like they gotta play at least over half of the yeah. games. But Lamar Jackson is average. The difference between him and number two is the same as between number two and like number 11. God. It's just dumb. Next one Christian McCaffrey. How many points is he averaging?
0: Uh, He's got to be at like 24,
2: 27. Uh, I was going to go 26, but. Number two is twenty one point two. Five points. That's six six, six point three points difference between one and two. God, there is seven players between Dalvin at six point that twenty one point two, and then Mark Ingram going down there. The drop off between number one Christian McCaffrey and number twenty running back because everybody's got to start two running backs, yeah. right? So you look at the top twenty. There is a seventeen point difference per week. So that's I mean, it's just dumb. So it's just dumb. And then the other thing with McCaffrey, and like I, I said, I wasn't going to give Chaz zero, like any credit. Chaz, I mean, Chris McCaffrey has three, just under 303 points on the year, averaging 27 and a half points of the year. Everybody's like, well, it's because he's got Chris McCaffrey. He's so good. You take McCaffrey out of his lineup each week, not replacing him. You just take him out just take his points away he still finishes eight and four and still has the most points scored in the league <laughs> <laughs> it's just domination just. Crushing people I mean I've never seen it I was telling I was talking I was texting him the other day I was like I've just I've never seen anything like it's just he's got the best quarterback five points on the number two the best running back six points on the number and the next guy and they're just so consistent. And the defenses, it's just nuts. He's a hammer. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just nuts. I was telling, I also, just kind of joking with him. He's like, "You better hope the Panthers keep winning, and they don't like eventually try to just get shut McCaffrey down in the playoffs." Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'm um, trying to think if I have any other numbers here. Um, I like looking at. Oh, here's another one. It's going to kind of pump Chaz up a little bit. So I look at the. So you combine all the everybody's scores into one, and then you divide it out, and you kind of get like the weekly average score amongst all of us is 126, mm-hmm. right? So typically, if you think, okay, if I hit 126, I have a good shot at winning.
0: How many times has 126 won? Do you um, have that data?
2: So Chaz has hit 126 eleven out of twelve times. <laughs> John, John has hit and, and so Chaz hit it eleven out of twelve times, but he only has ten wins. So that's like a minus one for him. John has hit one twenty six eight out of twelve times and he has five wins. So it's like a minus three. So he's kind of gotten screwed on schedule a little bit. Yeah. Um I've hit it five times. And now so I'm at a minus one. Rusty has hit it six times, so half the times he's even, so he's at six wins. Brian's hit it seven times, he's even, he's at seven wins. Um Brooks has hit it three times, and he's even, or he's he's got one win over that. Um You've hit it five times, and you have seven wins, so you're two wins over that. And then everybody else is two wins over. So Pittman's hit it three times, Brad's hit it five times, and Mike's hit it three times. Hmm. So when I look at that, I'm like, okay. So I'm battling it out with Brooks, Michael, and Pittman for the romper. They've hit 126 three times each, and I've hit it five times, and I'm more than likely going to end up with it. So I got – but you know what? I got nine months to figure out how to – come up with some kind of rule change. Yeah, rule to, uh, change, make sure, I get. make sure that
0: you don't <laughs> get the romper again. I'm sure you'll come up with something, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But and so I started looking back at it. I'm like, so 11 out of 12 times Chaz has hit. That's He's probably going to hit it this week, yeah. right? So that's like it's like 95% of the time he's there. 2018, John finished most points scored and the target number is 129. He hit that number 7 times. So, the high score hit their number 54%. Part of this is going to really frustrate all of us. 2017, Chaz had the high score. He hit it eight times, so 62%. 2016, Rusty had the high score. He hit it nine times. 2015, Chaz high score. (laughs) He, He hit it 11 times out of 13 that year.
0: 2014, Chaz high score. So eight. So times. basically, every time that he hits the high score, he wins a championship.
2: The I mean the whole the, a lot of it is like either. Typically, either Chaz or Pittman wins it all, or one of them is the worst. <laughs> so it's all they're either like polar ops or bust. of all of these. Yeah, um, but I just went back to two thousand and fourteen because that's when all the guys who are here started. I think we're in it, or at least yeah pittman like all of them were in it um and then I would be like Brooks is gonna be the one who's like he always brings up his he's the only one who still has gone twelve and one, and in his twelve and one year he hit hit the target number seven times, so Chaz is i mean it's just nuts, i mean it's it's crazy, God, so.
0: Has he been the only person to worst... go
2: twelve and one? Has no one done that before? Nobody else has done that since two thousand and eight. Nobody's gone twelve and one. one. So nobody's had as many wins as twelve. And Chaz's worst score this year was one seventeen ninety seven. That's sad. So, so I went and I looked to see how many times people went below that. John went below it three times. Brad, Joe, and Brian went below it four times. Me and Rusty went below it five times. Michael went below it six times. Brooks went below it seven times. And eight out of the 11 weeks, Pittman went below 117. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, it's just, I mean, how many times have people gone under 100 points Chaz and Rusty haven't this year. That's amazing. Everybody, with the exception of Pittman and you have gone under it twice. Pittman's gone under it four times and you've gone under it three. Yeah. So it's just it's just it's crazy. Um but that's how many uh, times
0: do you I don't know if you have this number. We could probably get our stats department to look it up if need be, but how many times has Chaz won or had the most points scored this this year, each week?
2: Oh, I don't know been, that. It was probably a lot. I haven't. Yeah, I ain't going back. That's and amazing. Um, so I did go back and look. I, I figured the scenario would come up between you and Rusty in the head to head. So I went back and looked, and you won. Yeah, you went two and zero against them. Combined by um,
0: like six points.
2: 8.7 yeah. points. 8.76 points combined. in the, in the, the, my guys game. are, div- so again, my guys that's...
0: just know their divisional matchups and they show up during they know the divis- rivalry. They know they, they, they have they, those they, rivalry. They play to their opponent. They show up during <laughs> divisional games and they really, you know, they really, uh, Stick to what they know, and they, they put out solid efforts, and they just pull out victories. That's why we're four and four in the division.
2: So, but it's it's just like you can. So, and part of me is
0: like, I mean, is that? I but mean, that's eight, my point. So, is like yeah, I hate, went under a hundred three times. Well, right, so here, here, Rusty to make the defense under, work. So it, gonna, is Rusty a better team because his? Uh, see, I just I don't, I don't I don't know. I think when you have even schedules. Points don't – points shouldn't matter, and the schedules are even. It's your record. It's how you do each, each week.
2: Right, but I, I just – again, I'm going to go back to – I just feel like the only thing we, – we can't control the schedules, the only thing we can control compared to anything else. Fantasy is all about how many points my team can put up. So when that's the only thing I can control – Part of me feels like that,
0: but you can't control that. You can't control that. Those guys are still playing defenses. Why? No, I get that. I'm
2: just saying. Well, I mean, I understand that. I'm saying the only thing I can control is who I'm putting in my starting lineup and to go out there and score points. I can't control that. Now, if you want me to like do like an extreme rule change, I love the idea of trying <laughs> to have like a defense into it. And I think I've mentioned this to you, like before. a defensive player. I th- no, not a defensive player. My th- that's not defense in my mind. My mind is you and I are facing off. We have a second flex spot, and that second flex spot each week you have to come to me and you say, okay, my second flex spot, you have two options to pick. You're telling me. My two options are either I can pick from Larry Fitzgerald or who else you have or so you're saying the opponent gets to choose your second flex? That would be the counter to what I'm arguing, right? Because I have no I have zero control over what you can do and what your guys can do. All I have control over is what my team, how many points my team can put. No,
0: all you have control over is guessing right because you can guess wrong and leave tons of points on the bench and your record could be totally different because you have guys on the bench scoring because you guessed wrong, but yet you're still a good GM picking these guys. You just didn't place them into your starting lineup and here they are performing on your bench. So are you a bad GM because you didn't put them in your lineup, or are you a good GM because they're on your team? They You just picked wrong.
2: But that's on the GM. I, again, I, I get that, but that's on me for not being able to get more points. Uh, I mean, you pick, that's only, you're that's a good only enough GM that's to only have them on, on your me.
0: squad.
2: Right, but um, that's why just, it's not it's, based it's, off the it's, like, tiebreakers. That's something. the thing. But that's it's why just tiebreakers guessing. aren't based off like, how many points. Uh, like a whole roster puts up is how many starting. I wonder what the, it would the look total like points if are based you did off the,
0: optimal lineup. How everything would change.
2: I mean, it could. I mean that that'd be like a best ball. Yeah, that would be type
0: that would be crazy.
2: Well, and it'd be it's, that's that's boring because you just you draft and you don't make any no. changes during the during the year. So that's boring. But I'm just saying is. The defense, I mean, the the argument is I beat somebody head-to-head, right? But I have no control over what's going on in that matchup. The only thing I have control, well, I have no control over what your people are doing. The only control I have over is what my guys are doing. For the course of the year, all I control is the people I put in and how many points they score. So, that's why the tiebreaker should be total points. My radical thought would be a flex spot to where I come to you and say, Joey, all right, you get the option to pick in my spot, Christian Kirk or James White. So now it's on you. Now you're trying to block me from scoring as many points as I might be able to. <laughs> So now you're the defense
0: to what I'm to the points I'm trying to score. See, I really like this idea because that requires you to manage your bench appropriately and really have good quality guys sitting on your bench.
2: But no, 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 I don't think like I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just saying if we were to ever do it, I don't think that you just get a free pick out of anybody on somebody's bench. I think the person comes to you with like, you have to you, pick between you two have to or three two guys and say, yeah, these are, yeah, these are your two options. Which one do you want me to play? Okay. I have no control over who I'm playing. You're the one who gets to pick it. I think that's, that's about to face you. And that's, but and what I'm saying is that's where from a quote unquote, in a Felt standpoint, offense and defense and uh when the Bears and the Lions play each other twice a year, offense and defense is going on. Where in fantasy football, when Jared and Joe play each other, it's only offense. Well, it's there's no there's no option of defense for me to try and minimize what I'm going up against. No,
0: but regardless, it's still fantasy and it still doesn't matter because you could have you know a guy sitting on your bench that scores thirty points. It's, it's, not, that, that have, it's where, not that you had. It's not that you had a bad player. It's just you just for whatever reason that guy just went bananas that week. There's no
2: right, but but again, but that's what I'm saying. The only thing we can tr- control is the how many points we can put out per week. How many points we can put out per my year. My point is you can't and so, control it. It's luck. We can't control We're the only ones that – and what I'm trying to say is we control who we set up in the lineup when the guys start. What I can't control is what David Montgomery does when the Bears run it out of bounds at the one-yard line or there's an overturned call at the one-yard line and David Montgomery runs it in. All I can control is what my guys may or may not do. I have zero con- – I get what you're saying. Okay. What I'm saying is I have zero control – over what your guys may or may not do.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, fantasy, so,
0: bottom line, you don't have any control in anything other than the guys you draft. You have and, to control it, to,
2: other than guys you put in the lineup to score the most. Yeah, points. but what so, I mean,
0: every week we can pick probably a better team that's sitting in free agency than what's on our team.
2: I mean, true, but I mean now. I mean, all right, we'll move yeah. on. So,
0: I think that was some good quality discussion. Definitely some items that need to be talked about uh, prior to going into next season. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get divisional. Solid segment there. I, I think the boys enjoyed it, and uh, let's get on to the uh, week twelve matchups, huh? Or week thirteen matchups? All
2: right, week thirteen, final week. Man, God, it's over.
0: Week 13 matchups. Here we go.
2: Nine months from today, 2020 draft in Cherokee. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Game changer.
0: I like it. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> all right let's get in to the week 13 matchups here we go We're gonna get it started we have first off cooper troopers versus sherlock mahomes that's joe versus brian i am currently sitting at a seven and five record and need to get to eight and five to avoid controversy and brian is cert- certainly uh sitting at seven and five as well uh currently we are in the process uh, because we have three games go today, I'm sitting at 47.93 points, projected to be at 124.78. Uh, Brian's at 20.3 points, he had three guys go as well. Um, forecasting him at 114.73 points. I have a 60% chance of winning at this current moment. Who do you got considering you kind of know? Uh, that we had three guys go each.
2: Oh, God, I hope it's you. <laughs> Man, I hope you – I just – if there's any justice in this world, you win, I beat Rusty, Brooks beats Michael, and Pittman loses, so Pittman gets the romper. If there's any ju- – if there's any fantasy guys, that's what's going to happen. Here, I know it's I th- Here's the
0: wild card, and that's pretty sad, but – I think the wild card is going to come down to Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon and who outperforms who there because I think everywhere else, I think it, we're going to be somewhat similar. Like, for example, Kamara outpaced Scarborough 10.4 to 8.3. Let's call that you know, 2.1 points. You know He might have Jones score 17 and Montgomery 15, so on and so forth. Uh, Cooper Cup, who knows the, if he's going to ever decide to show up the second half of the season I think it's going to come down to Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon the two running backs for the Chargers I hope I win but I don't feel confident about it uh, so I'm going to pick Jarrett, or excuse me, I'm going to pick Brian simply because I also need to to win a couple extra in our year to date matchups so I got you picking me. I'm going to pick Brian just to give everybody a quick little recap here. Uh, for last week, I went 3-2. and two. You went 4-1. and one. You're pretty solid on picking who's going to win here. So it doesn't look good, or it does look good for me. But year-to-date, I am 24-30, and 30, and you are 32-23. and 23. So doing pretty well here. Let's go on to the second matchup of Week 13. We're going to go with... Uh, louder with Crowder, currently sitting at a 5-7 and seven record versus Baby Got Dak, who's also in the playoffs. Piz sitting at 7-5. and five. This matchup here, um, Brad had four guys go. He's currently sitting at 54.56 points. He had Breeze. Galladay showed up pretty well. Jared Cook, 10 points. And Randall Cobb with six points. And Pittman only had one guy go. Devontae Freeman score eight point four points. Who do you got in this one? Right now it's a fifty fifty um favorability on either side. They're projected at one twenty two point five five for Piz and one twenty two point seven eight for Pittman right now. Who you got?
2: Oh man. Um well, Hopkins is going to struggle, or he should. I think Jacobs has a good matchup. T.J. Chark has a good matchup. Cobb struggled. Cook did okay. Man, he's kicking himself on Dak. It's going to come down to Monday night. Kirk Cousins and Tyler Lockett. Um, God, I, I mean – I mean, I, right now, I think I'd rather be Pittman. So I'm going to
0: go. Pittman. Yeah, I'd rather be Pittman, too. He picked up Cousins. I wanted Cousins in my lineup just for the la- the last two games that he's got scheduled, just in case. I mean, obviously, fucking Matt Ryan sucks, bonk, Donkey Dick. But uh, <clears throat> I think that's the smart play there. I think Pittman pulls this one off. Brad could really care less. He's just concentrating on the playoffs. And I think Pittman wins this one, and it really doesn't mean shit for him other than, hey, I got another win. So, I think Pittman wins this one. You got that one as well. I'm going to take Pitt, two. So, there we go. Two on I Pittman. mean, it can be a big win for Pittman. I mean,
2: Pittman wins. He's definitely definitely clear definitely.
0: of the romper. That's for sure.
2: So, um, But it's just amazing how the fewest points scored by, like, a lot
0: is going to have six wins. Yeah. Well, I think a lot has to do with the trades that he really he did midseason, and he wasn't shy about it. He he saw what he needed to do, and he made the trades, and looks like they're end up going to work for him. So, all right, here we go. We got Chaz versus John, the Goat versus Horseshoe Collectors. Obviously, the Goat is sitting at a ten two record. Johnny's at a five and seven. There's a big big matchup for Johnny here. Currently, we have. Uh, Chaz at 17.6 points Projected at 148.96 And Johnny at 23 points Projected at 134.09 62% favorability in the uh, in the Goats' direction A tight matchup here John's only had two guys go He got 17 points from a fucking kicker If that doesn't scream John Verdenik I don't know what does um, Who do you got in this
2: one? First of all, I want to go back to the comment you just made about Pittman and that it's got to go back to the trades that he's made to kind of get him to the spot that he's had. Yeah. Since the trades he's made, here's here's his scores. 79,
0: 154, 96, 133, 76. <laughs> so <it's a> schizo.
2: <laughs> But, I mean, it's just, okay. I mean, I can understand it if, like, he was, like, so points. How many games did he win since
0: the trades?
2: He's been three and two.
0: Okay.
2: With probably the still five lowest scores. He's probably in the past five weeks, he's still probably the lowest scores. Three and two. So. It's over 500. Just saying. Um, Who are we doing? John, uh, John, and Chaz. Uh, I mean, so he got seventeen from a kicker. <laughs> John,
0: uh, <laughs> the way that you said, how you? The way that you said that is, is is so towards John. It's like you're not surprised by it. But then you're like, and he's Jesus. gonna say this.
2: Oh, I, this is why. I, this is why I did it three months ago. No, you didn't know what the <laughs> fuck you were doing three months ago. You didn't. Look forward to week thirteen, points. when you were playing, fucking kicker. How would you feel if we did away with kickers and defenses and added a third wide receiver in the starting line? Ah, oh, that would be banana lands.
0: I, uh, I would disagree because I do think that there should be an emphasis on picking the right defense and picking a kicker that. I, I think there needs to be an emphasis there. Just as you win and lose based on your defense and kicker, I think that should be part of the fantasy game as well. Okay. Um, now we can adjust points for more. sure. I'll be okay with that. Uh, I like the kicker points and how that's done. I think that's fair. The defense points, I think we can adjust those now that we added on that that secondary flex, I think we can maybe adjust the defense points.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I, I mean, I think I still think Chaz wins. <laughs> I just think, I mean, it's just Henry will have a good game. McCaffrey will have a good game. Yeah, Chaz is going to
0: win. I'm going to take John. I don't think that Chaz moves his lineup at all anymore. Uh, And looks like he doesn't need to anyways, because he's already got all those guys playing. I think John's going to win this one. I think 17 points from a kicker is going to pull off the victory there. Although I did take, uh, and I also took uh, Devin Cook as a boom and Travis Kelsey as a boom. So I think Johnny's going to win this one. So I'm going to take Johnny in that one. John, you got Chaz. let's move on to Slip versus Mike. That is uh, points versus win, five and seven versus Slip. Turn your head and go off for an eight record. Let's get to that matchup right now. So that matchup currently, let's see if they got any boys going. And they do. Mike has 48.3 points from three guys, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson and Ezekiel Elliott, pretty solid performances by all of them. Um, Slip only had Michael Thomas and Michael Gallup going. I would say that they both underperformed, sitting at both 7.8 points apiece at 15.6. Currently projection towards Mike's direction at 60% win at 123 points. Who do you got on this one?
2: I mean, this is – obviously, this is the one where we're kind of cheating. And, I mean, I got – I mean, Allen Robinson just covered Michael Thomas and Michael Gallup combined. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, I think he – got, but, I mean, those are like his three best guys. <laughs> so, his three best guys already played. Um, I mean, so, with saying that, I wouldn't be surprised that the rest of his guys combined for 60 points. And he ended up at 108. And – um this is bitter Jared is coming out and I think uh Brooks is gonna win and then I'm foreshadowing myself to lose and your boy's gonna be back with the romper.
0: <laughs> and I I got nine months to get something to get a new outfit. Uh I think the wild card here is gonna be Jameis Winston. Uh Mr. Legs If he shows up for Slip, I think Slip ends up winning. If he doesn't, I think uh Michael actually ends up taking this because I think Murray's going to have a decent game against the Rams. And who knows, maybe Joe uh Joe Mixon shows up for Cincinnati with the Red Rocket back in the lineup there. So I'm actually going to take Mike in this matchup. Um I just I just think he's going to pull it off. When you got three of your, you know, four starters there uh scoring in double digits, that's always going to help you out. He had Michael Thomas go for 7, which is Ten points below projected. Uh, I just uh, lowest
2: low, lowest lowest score of the year for yeah. him. So yeah, so I don't
0: uh, I don't feel I'm really small. Bruce needs the most, so I'm gonna take Mike in that one. All right, let's move on. Now we got uh, Rusty versus yourself. All day, Devante versus what is it? What's your name here? Rooting for chaos. Root for... <laughs> yeah. Rusty's sitting at a 6-6 six and six record. You're sitting at a 4-8 and eight record. Let's look at the matchup, who you got going. You had nobody going. Uh, Rusty, however, had Jared Allen. Yeah, oh, you had two people, sorry. You had two people going. <laughs> <laughs> Allen scores 26 and your kicker scores minus four. Quite the disparity between yourself and... Uh, who was it, John, who had seventeen points?
2: Uh, twenty one point
0: difference. <laughs> I mean. Russy didn't have anyone going. He's currently projected a seventy point or seventy percent favorability. Are you thinking you're gonna pull this one off or you think it's just kind of a done deal here?
2: I think it's a done deal. I think he's got I mean, I think Devontae Adams has a great matchup. Um, Stefan Diggs has a great matchup Le'Veon Bell has a great matchup Barkley has a great matchup So I think it, I, Yeah, I think Rusty's going to be It's going to be like 150s to like 111 Something like that So now I'm starting to kind of pivot To Kind of keeping an eye on Brooks's score Unfortunately I'm
0: going to pick you And Minnesota's is going to be tough against Russell Wilson. I think Adams uh, doesn't have a big game. We'll see what – and I think Diggs is going to have a tough matchup against Seattle there. So, I think it's going to be closer than you think. I mean, he's projected at 143. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're more on par with what you stated in that 111 uh, points. And I think it's going to be somewhere around, like, I don't know, 115 to 110 117 to 113. I think you pull this one off. Um, I'm trying to see here quickly if you got anyone in the late games. You don't. So basically, you'll know what's going on at at after the four o'clock games.
2: Maybe I might throw in James White. Oh, maybe we'll see. Watch out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I might. I might. Keenan Allen's one of my favorite guys of all time, but I think he might be running up to a. Uh, brick wall there so my, my, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't, I don't think it matters. So but
0: what'll be interesting really is care. if you don't change that out, you'll be sitting and waiting on Chris Carson to see what he does. Cause that's who slips got going at the Monday night game. So that'll be an interesting way nope. to see what happens there. That that would be pretty cool to see uh, if that's going to be close, but I'm i I'm yeah, going to take but... yourself there. Hopefully I get the win and help out my year-to-date uh, record there. But I got you in that one. Pulling it off, I, I, I marked you down as choosing Rusty, if that's correct. Correct, okay. yeah, without a doubt. All righty, well, I think that'll do it for a Week 13 podcast. Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening this week. I know it was a little bit longer, but we had a lot of stuff to talk about. I had Michael on. Just want to say thank you again for Mike to coming on. Uh, Putting him on the hot seat, getting some insights from him. And, uh, Jared?
2: Dodge injuries and guess right, except Brooks. (laughs) Take care, boys. (laughs) Later.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcasts, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Rots and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, And guess right.